Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. Oh, it's live, pal. We're really glad that you're our friend. And this is a friendship that'll never, ever end. Everybody three count. One, two, three. One, two, three. Or maybe The Rock has got to beat Triple H himself. Which means, uh... He's got to beat the game uh, in the middle of the ring. Uh, and he has a $2 s- for a wife. Uh. You're too damn selfish. And that's why you're sitting there with a bad leg. And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. You guys talk about being students of the game. I am the f- Game, JR. Three ain't enough now, I need five. Welcome in Jim, Ryan, Matt, Tim, and intern Mark. Oh my goodness, what do we do? Here's a one, here's a two. Oh! Oh, wow. Well, you can take that brass ring and shove it up your ass. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Three Count Thursday, live right here on our Facebook page. We are uh, glad to be with you tonight. It is Thursday, September 24th, 2020. We are still the podcast of the millennium. We have tons to talk about this week, including remembering a legend, predicting a pay-per-view, and retribution revealed. But first, make sure you go to 3CountThursday.com. That is our home page. You can find all of our social media links, our YouTube channel. And uh, much more over there. You can also check out our merchandise over at whatamaneuver.net. What a maneuver! Thank you, Tim. You can also check out our home network, NGSC Sports at ngscsports.com. We also stream daily at leabsports.com. Ryan, that would be L E E I B sports.com. That's the one. And uh, then uh, make sure you subscribe to us on all the podcast feeds. Apple Podcasts, uh, basically anywhere. Anywhere you can find podcasts, you can subscribe to us. Um, and make sure you do that. Leave a rate and review if you subscribe on Apple Podcasts. I'd appreciate that. Um, I don't have the soundboard this week. Obviously, things look a little bit different behind me. A little bit of construction in Studio L this week. Uh, making sure that it is uh, water safe moving forward. No floods or anything in it. Um so we uh, we had that done. We'll be back. I'll be back in studio next week. Uh, but Ryan, how you doing this week? Jim, very good. Uh, I don't have much more than that. Although I just found out today that a group of mongooses is called a mob. Very good. I did not know that, so I learned something today. Tim, how are you? I'm great. Did you know that toddlers are named toddlers because they toddle? I, I didn't know that either, so I learned something else today. Holy crap. But I roll. actually didn't know that. I, I, that's that's the irony of it. I was walking out of the mall this weekend, and one of my friends was just toddling along, and I happened to say the word toddle. It's not a word I use all the time. And I said it, and I was like, wait, is that why toddlers are named toddlers? And just all three girls just turned and looked at me and went, where have you been? <laughs> I'm like never knew it today. Yeah, yeah, right here. Never, never knew that. Matt, how are you? Toddlers. 
You gonna teach me doing something today? Well. <laughs> doing well this week. Um, we've got the Laser Snake from Three Floyds on tap tonight, um, so I'm doing well. Awesome. Sounds and good. I don't have any fun facts. Um, did you know that Ryan actually likes Cameron more than Big Jim did? You know, I actually did know that one. I actually knew that one beforehand. But thank you for reminding everybody if they didn't know. And intern Mark, how are you? Hey, I'm good. Good, real good. I've got a little bit of information for you, too, since we're sharing fun facts. Did you know that the Pillsbury Doughboy, his real name is Poppin' Fresh, but he has a son and a daughter? I I did not know that either. How about that? I have learned. What I are their names? We got that. Uh, well, that's a good question. Their names are, uh, it's Popper is the boy and Bun Bun is the girl. I love it. There we go. I knew, I never pop, knew that. I knew Poppin' Fresh. I, I knew Poppin' Fresh. Yep. He has a wife, Mrs. Wow. Poppin' Fresh. Hmm? Yep. I so uh, a grandmother and grandfather. There's an uncle. Um... It sounds like the it sounds like the people mm-hmm. from uh, McDonald's land. How just everybody has a name. There's Ronald, and there's Mayor McCheese, and there's uh, yeah, the Hamburglar, Birdie. Do the Fry Guys have a name, or are they just? The I think they're guys? just all collectively the Fry Guys. Of course, the Grimace. Grimace. Oh, Grimace. Isn't there an officer too, like a police officer? Yeah, uh, Big Mac. Big Mac. He was the police officer. Yep. One well, wasn't there. Mayor McCheese. Was say Mayor, Mayor McCheese. Yeah, say there's a Mayor McCheese, and it wasn't there a. Um... There was like a chicken or something, right? Yeah, that was uh, the birdie, the early bird. Yeah, and and wasn't at one time wasn't there a a St. Patty's Day like version of of uh, grimace or something? Yeah, he was he was green. Yeah, Bizarre I cannot grimace. remember his name, but I know. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't remember his name. If, if somebody remembers the St. Paddy's Day uh, mascot from McDonald's, please uh, please let us know in the comments. We'd appreciate that. Uh, yeah, J- Jason says, jumping right into the wrestling talk today. Absolutely. Uh, uh, is this your first was, time listening to us? Yeah, I was going to say, what, are you new here, bud? Name. It it's is my goal. Cool. It would be my goal to make this podcast one half wrestling. Like... Two hours, nine like sixty minutes of it is only wrestling. Everything else is not wrestling. I feel like if you go through and wade through our shit, it's probably sixty sixty. It's close. Fifty fifty. Sixty sixty. What do we do? One hundred and twenty percent of a 60, podcast 60. every week. Yes, that's okay. why the, we're uh, the podcast in the millennium because we give it one hundred and twenty percent. The Green Grimace was known as Uncle O'Grimacy. Oh my god! That, get the hell out of that, here. That, that's fantastic. And everybody said that uh, Mace and Bleepzorg Von were always terrible names. Um, but we'll, don't worry. We'll get there. Hey, um, I'm glad we had a little fun here at the top, but obviously some sad news uh, yesterday. Yes, Ryan. How are you doing? Um, besides the, uh, the the different landscape for me this week, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing and pretty well. And follow up, how many times have you worn that blood and gut shirt? Um, zero. Um, if I could wear it negative, yeah. How awful is that shirt, right? So bad. What's more awful, the blood and gut shirt, or hearing that animal died on his anniversary? 
Um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with animal passing away on his anniversary. I don't think you can compare those two. Yeah, I'm trying to do a really horrible. Segue. Yeah, that, that is a very bad segue. But yes, obviously it worked. It, we it, got there. It did. Um, yesterday, um, I, I believe Hulk Hogan was the uh, the first person to break the news. Yeah. Um, it was like eight. It was like eight something yesterday morning. I saw it come across, and I'm like, hold on, time out. Um, so obviously we immediately just try figuring out if, it, if it's real or not. And I think it was about an hour or so later, obviously, uh, Joe Laurinaitis, animal of the road warriors, uh, real world animal, as I once uh, called him, um, great moment for me. Um, but, uh, passed away at the age of 60. Um, of course, one half the road warriors, Legion of doom career spanning over four decades, uh, just some of the highlights, a, uh, All Japan Tag Champ, AWA Tag Champ, NWA World Tag Champ, and six-man, three-time six-man tag champ. Uh, he was a three-time WWF slash WWE Tag Champ. Uh, WWE Hall of Fame Class 2011, of course, with Paul Ellering and, and Hawk. Uh, he, the Road Warriors were the number one tag team in the PWI 100 of the PWI years back in 2003. Uh, he, they were in the NWA Hall of Fame 2012, uh, NWA Legends Hall of Heroes 2016, and this year's Cauliflower Alley Club's Tag Team Award. So, uh, and that's just you know that's just a sampling of the uh, accolades of of the career of um, of Animal. Uh, just we'll go around the room here. Is, is there anything um, that that sticks out in your mind, Road Warriors? Animal uh, specifically, obviously. Um, I think for me, just, you know, I was never, you know, I was always a WWF kid. So it was, it wasn't until, you know, the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, right when I started watching wrestling that they came into the WWF. And, um, you know, as a, as a five, six year old kid at the time, the uh, spiked, uh, you know, shoulder pads and, and things and, you know, I remember they had like the foam ones in the WWE shop, and I can't even I can't remember if I got a set of those or not. Not that they would have fit over my unbelievably large head even at, at that age, um, but uh, you know it, they were just something very different. I, I feel like than what the, the, the WWF had at the time, and um, you know, and then obviously throughout the years, and I think you know even their return in the WWF. When they were like LOD 2000 and they had Sonny with them, like, you know, and then, you know, after Hawk's passing, you know, he's, he's teaming with Heidenreich and, and just stayed in the business. And, um, you know, it just, it was a, it was a career that, that stood the test of time. And, and I, I thought that their episode of um, Dark Side of the Ring uh, that, that aired just this springtime um, was, uh, was, a, was a pretty neat look into their career. But, I mean, just when you talk tag teams and, and it, you know, I, I put the I, I put the question of the week for this week, which is the uh, you know the the Mount Rushmore of tag teams. You know, I had that scheduled on our social media since last weekend, um, but it's it's you know the the, the timing turns out to be um, you know just just you know coincidental. But I mean, you're talking you, one of the best tag teams of all time. Uh, Ryan, we'll go to you next. Yeah, um, just kind of a. Uh... Looking back, I was really uh, blessed to have worked a show with with Animal um, when we did a show with the Pro Wrestling Empire. 
Um, we've also, I think it was Matt and I, it was like two tables down from us at one of the Icon shows, and uh, just a really fun, upbeat guy to be around. Um, and then really what stood out is, and again, I'm I'm six foot three twenty three thirty, um, but like he was just so big. Like WWE guys are just so big um, that that's really what what sticks out is he just seemed like a really fun, genuine guy. The way he interacted with some other people, and uh, it was just really awesome to be able to like work a show with uh, with Road Warrior Animal. Uh, Tim, how about you? Uh, Animal's always going to be, at least in my mind. Uh, one of the blueprints of like the original pro wrestler, big meaty guy, strong, uh, looked like he he could actually beat you up, um, and that's what the big appeal of the Road Warriors were. I mean, you got to remember when they were debuting with with Jim Crockett Promotions, they were beating teams before they cut the theme off. They're coming out to <laughs> Iron Man. And beating a team while Iron Man's going. And, and then they're done. Um, I'm always going to remember Animal's Power Slam. Literally, like, one of the best Power Slams in all of the history of wrestling. Like, I put I put his Power Slam up there with, like, Earthquake's Power Slam. Like, oh, wow. to me, Earthquake's Power Slam, number one. Animal's number two. Um actually number three there's a guy in the middle we'll talk about him one day um probably in the next segment um but uh either way uh animals a a great uh great power guy really solid in the tags um you mentioned him working um primarily with with hawk um with his time with heidenreich as well um you also got to remember the the point in times in his career, like in the mid to late nineties, um, he was out with a back issue. Um, he he had struggled with back problems for a while, and then he comes back and he goes away and he comes back. That's why we got Kensuke Sasaki as the Power Warrior in the mid nineties, oh, um, right. because just Animal was out. Um, but. Definitely sad to hear, especially the timing of it all mm. when it got announced and how it got announced. It, it's um, it's really horrible uh, to hear. And I mean, I hope there's no foul play. I hope it's just a big dude just having a heart attack for just being big, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah, you like, know, that's I really that's what I hope. But um, definitely a, a huge loss for. Um, yeah, and it, and it definitely, you know, it definitely sounds like it was something sudden like that because I, I know um, a post from his son um, that, that, that had played in the NFL, James Laurinaitis, you know, he on uh, Instagram, so they didn't have a chance to say goodbye. So it sounds like it was a, a sudden thing, you, you know, unfortunately with the, with a lot of the guys from uh, our childhood, uh, you know, it, it was... You know, it tend to be kind of heart attacks and things like that. But uh, if you're following along with us live uh, here in the in the video, leave us a, a chat, maybe a thought, memory of uh, of Animal and, and the Road Warriors, obviously. Uh, Matt, uh, your your thoughts here? Yeah. So a lot of uh, a lot of what's being shared this week was just or yesterday was just a lot of good memories. Um, you know, 
conventions, shows, um, a lot of people in the industry just kind of sharing what he meant to them just as like kind of a voice, you know, always willing to spend the time with a fan to just kind of tell stories. Um, that's what sticks out to me the most is just the amount of time. Like Ryan said, you know, a couple tables down from us at a convention and the line moved slow because he like made sure to take the time and just kind of interact with everyone who was there to meet him. So it just kind of showed how important the business was to him still like years after he, he retired and the time that he would spend with wrestlers kind of giving them pointers, telling them, you know, how to come up in the industry. And that's a lot of what I saw on social media yesterday was just different wrestlers sharing, you know, a moment that they had with him. And there were tons of them. I mean, obviously, you know, with us having some involvement in wrestling, we're connected to a lot of them, but my post feed was just flooded with like people sharing memories. So, um, you know, it's definitely a big loss for wrestling. Um, you know, very unexpected. Um, I mean, you just, you just kind of know who he was, you know, you say rogue warrior animal and like, people get it. They're like, Oh yeah, I know who that is. Even if they're not big wrestling fans. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, and Devin here in the chat says, uh, you know, he was at an, uh, on that same show that, that, uh, the PWE show and, uh, said he, he seemed like a, um, really, really, uh, nice guy when he had the split kind of a split second interaction with him. And, you know, I, I think that's, that's kind of been the theme of uh, everything that I've seen from people is that, uh, just seemed like a super nice guy. Uh, intern Mark, how about you? Well, let's see. I cannot remember that PWE show that he was on. That must've been what I missed. I think I only missed one. But, but anyway, I never got to meet Animal. Or Hawk, but I did see them perform live a few times. And uh, remember the one time uh, when I first saw them when they came to the WWF, they were teaming up with the Ultimate Warrior for a TV taping. And I think they took on all three members of Demolition at the time. And uh, I remember the place just went nuts when they came out. Um, because even in the early 90s, I guess it was like 91, 92, they were still just as popular as ever. Um, but even people who weren't wrestling fans or they were flipping through channels and you saw the Road Warriors, they were a team when you looked at them, you'd be like, okay, maybe that other team's kind of not so sure about them, but that's real. But those guys are real because they were that tough and really that good in the ring. They were uh, incredible. And it is a huge loss to the wrestling the wrestling world. So it's uh, sad to see them go. Yeah, it's, you know, and it, and you know it's 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 been a sad week locally uh here in in the the wrestling community here in central pa um chris valentine uh was a was a, a fan that has been a lot of local shows um i know he used to to watch uh our, our shows here from time to time and and comment and interact with us um unfortunately passed away from cancer and uh and friend of the show former guest the the red scorpion uh lost his mother this week so uh it's been a it's been a rough week um you know, so for for everybody, um, you know who's who's hurting and, and everything right now. Just uh, you know, our thoughts are with you and and, and hang in there. But um, yeah, obviously, uh, animal. If, if we if, any other any other thoughts, I'm sure we'll we'll talk a little bit more about the Road Warriors uh, coming up here um, in a little bit when we talk about our question of the week because I think it's going to be hard to. Uh, to talk about the best tag teams of all time without talking about them. But, but if there's any other specific, um, things about animal the uh, we can add them here or then, or we can move on. 
I thought uh, just two two little things. Sure. I always found it uh, very interesting that uh, that Hawk was a Minnesota guy, and and uh, Animal was from Philadelphia, but the team themselves always build from Chicago. Mm. Uh, I, I never really know why. I don't know why. I've, I've tried to look it up this week uh, since the passing, and I've not been able to find the reason that they're built from Chicago. I, I think it's where they met each other. Is that oh, okay? Just a story. If 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 remember, I'm, I'm trying to remember. I I thought they met in in Memphis or in Minnesota because they were both bouncers at Grandma B's. Oh, you might be right. You might be right. Yeah, I'm not sure why. Well, I, the... But it's weird because I, I I don't think I gotta do my I gotta do some I gotta do some quick research. You but, can. Uh, I'm not upset. Was Ellering from Chicago? Is that Maybe. why? I mean, obviously, it's just their LOD. I, I don't think they were as the Road Warriors built from Chicago. Maybe they were. I don't even know. Lex Luger was also built from Chicago, too. It's the Windy City. It's very breezy. Yeah. What? what? Also, gonna... uh, while you're looking that up, uh, it's a neat, neat, neat little fact, I suppose. Uh, Animal was actually in the main event of 2001's WCW Sin Pay-Per-View. The last pay-per-view. And it just kind of goes to where huh. next last, yeah. the second to last pay per view. Uh, he was in the Four Corners WCW World Heavyweight Championship match uh, as a singles wrestler. He took on Scott Steiner, Jeff Jarrett, and Sid Vicious, um, in which Scott Steiner won that crazy Four Corners match in under eight minutes. What <laughs> a Four Corners match in under eight minutes! That sounds like the end of WCW. And I looked it up sure does. I looked up Ellering. He was a Minnesota guy as well. So yeah, I'm not necessarily sure where the Chicago thing came from. Maybe it's just It'd be somebody in the comments that can email us whatever our email is. Yeah, yeah, 3 count Thursday at Gmail or if, or if you're uh, if you get it while we're on the air, <laughs> hit us up in the comments. Um but yeah, I I, I think maybe the 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 um I I because I love SummerSlam 90 when uh, after the LOD spoiled um, the tag team match for Demolition. I just remember like the way Animal delivered the promo, like the, like the tempo of it, like the tempo and like time signature, if you will, like if it was with, uh, if it was in music terms, was just, it was very, it was very distinct. At least that one, I, I, that, that's the one that stands out to me, but uh yeah, definitely, definitely, kind of one of a kind guy. Those those guys were uh, definitely set themselves apart. So, I'm um, again uh, passing away yesterday at the age uh, of 60. So sad news there. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna press on here and again like and share the video if you're following along with us. We'd appreciate that. We do have uh, three birthdays. On this day. Um, Stephanie McMahon, born in uh, 1976. Uh, Shane Thorne, you may know him now as Slapjack, was born in 1985. And uh, Sonia Deville, former guest of this show, uh, 1993. So those are your birthdays. And we have a couple of items that happened. Back in 1963, Guerrero, father of Eddie, Hector Chavo, and Mando Guerrero, and grandfather of Chavo Guerrero Jr., Defeats Ali Bay in El Paso, Texas to win the NWA uh, World Light Heavyweight title for a second time. On this day. In 1970, 
1984, Greg Valentine defeats Tito Santana in London, Ontario, Canada to win the WWF Intercontinental Heavyweight title. The Santana-Valentine feud would continue to rage on for almost a full year with Santana winning the title back uh, on July 7th of 1985 in a tag match. In 2000, WWF Unforgiven took place at the then First Union Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The show was headlined by The Rock defeating Chris Benoit, Kane, and The Undertaker in a fatal four-way match to retain the WWF Championship. This one also, if you remember, had a uh, hardcore title, hardcore battle royal that saw the title change hands three times during the battle royal. Don't remember that at all, um, but uh, apparently it happened. In 2006, at the conclusion of TNA's No Surrender pay-per-view, a video package announces that former WWF World Champion and Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle would be coming to the company. TNA then issued a press release announcing the signing of Angle and the fact that Spike TV had decided to give the company a primetime slot on Thursday nights. And finally, in 2010, former Ring of Honor champion Tyler Black makes his final appearance on the independent circuit having signed a WWE developmental deal. Of course, you now know Tyler Black as Seth Rollins. These are all the items that occurred September 24th in pro wrestling history. Um, uh, wow. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that that was Kurt Angle Day. Yeah, I had I had no clue myself. That entire saga, like him getting his release, like his outright release from WWE, because do you guys remember the story? Were you guys in wrestling at that point? Like, um, I think that was kind of that was kind of my downtime ish. Okay, so, so it doesn't it doesn't stick out to me. So Kurt Angle. Running hard, running fast, and he's in he's in the ECW brand, the WWE ECW. Um, WWE wants him to take a sabbatical, okay, to get clean, get right. And Kurt's like, nah, don't want to. And he's like, and hey, w- screw you, pal. Well, and WWE was like, well, WWE was like, we really want you to take some time off. Kurt was like, you know what? I don't want a sabbatical. Give me my release. I'll go to rehab, I'll get cleaned up, and I'll come back. So they gave him his outright release. Wow. No questions asked. Just cut him. Let him go. And then immediately shows up on Impact and cuts that promo after no sacrifice. It's real. It's damn real. And everybody's like, what in the heck is going on? Who the hell is this? Like, See, if, if Jim had been a fan of wrestling back then, Kurt Angle would still be dead to him. It's true. It's damn true. <laughs> Why? What did Kurt do to you? Oh, because he left the WWE, obviously. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> hey, I got to stay on brand. Um, That's very true. Yeah, no, I don't, I, you know, I'm trying to think, when when was, Wrestle, whenever WrestleMania 26 was, which would have been, yeah, it would have been like 2010. That's what would have, that's what would have got me. It would, no, it would have been it would have been twenty two thousand ten. It would have been yeah. two thousand ten. That's yep. that's really what got me back into it. So I mean, I was aware. Like I, I, it's not that I was like completely gone from watching wrestling, but it wasn't anywhere close to the level that I, that I watch it now or prior to like two thousand and three. 
it was just like a, you know, six, seven year window that I was kind of out of the game a bit because I was too busy being in college and then being a drain on life. <laughs> um, sure. But, but uh, I, I mean, I was like, like I said, I was aware Angle went there, but I, I didn't know any of the backstory. Um, the, uh, we did have the, the three count question of the week, um, this week. And it was, you know, kind of kicking back to our, um, Mount Rushmore series. I thought we never did the tag teams. So let's, uh, let, let's do that this week and, and kind of lay out who would be in our, who would be our top four. Uh, tag teams personally so we'll why don't we work from the bottom up like our number four we'll go around number three and then and then um, work our way up to number one so my number four uh, is edge and Christian um, like when I think of more modern tag teams I know you know that was that was still you know what 15 20 years ago you know WrestleMania 16 this was 36 so it's 20 years um, but you know, those guys along with one tag team that's on my list and, and one that, that didn't quite make the cut were kind of, they kind of reinvented tag team wrestling in, in the, in the late nineties and, and early two thousands. And, um, just some of the ridiculous matches, the TLC matches and different things and the crazy cam and all that stuff. Um, but, and, and just the. The flat the, the, for those with flash photography, the promos, the the humor, just when you think of a tag team, they're they're right up there as as just about as perfect as you can get. Uh, Ryan, you're number four. Um, I didn't I didn't necessarily do mine in order, so uh, let me let me readjust in my head, real real quick. Um, all right, it's fine. I will go. My number four tag team um, is. Not a um, not as well known to WWE crowds. I if you will, say Chronic, say. I'm going to kick you off of this Zoom feed. <laughs> Why would I? Chronic <laughs> was in the WWF. Everybody knows about Chronic. Uh, it is the the Rock and Roll Express. Mm. Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson. I think these guys transcend um, well time. Quite frankly, uh, I think they've wrestled in three, four different. I don't freaking know. They're old as hell. They're still going today. Um, was able to see them on an indie show. Really, really cool guys. Great to see their shtick and what they do. So Rock and Roll Express etched them on my uh, Mount Rushmore. Tim, what do you got there? Oh, yes. What is that? Is that Matt Steak and potatoes, baby. Body by steak. And you're wearing... Uh, steak. Uh, uh, I, got, I got some greens over here, too. I got a, I got a little baby salad with some curts and some, some chase and uh, some croots. And then a, yeah. a light raspberry vinaigrette on top. Oh, yes, because, we have our top suspect. Because I am a, I am a, I'm a raspberry vinaigrette guy. I don't like Tomato ranch dressing. <laughs> uh, Do you have any of that uh, Hodecker celery on the side there? I can't tell. Nah, man, we don't have that in we don't have that in Maryland. Oh, that's... unfortunately, no Hodecker celery in Maryland. Mark, you'll have to get a shipment mm. and uh, and get it delivered down shame. there on the weekly. Um, Tim, let's go to your you uh, let, let's go to your number four tag team here on your Mount Rushmore. So, um, I'm really struggling with coming up with like a number four because I have like a solid top three. Ooh. 
So my number four is going to be the Road Warriors. Um, for the simple fact of what they meant to tag team wrestling in the era they came up in, uh, being so iconic, larger than life, uh, the the heyday of them going in Japan and going crazy, uh, pretty much being like they were one of the first teams that really went as they pleased. It seemed yeah. like they were always just wherever they wanted to be. AWA, NWA, WWF, back to WCW, back to WWF, into Japan, wherever. Uh, all those crazy pictures you saw of the new, of not the New Day, but of the Dudleys going around with all the title belts, that was the Road Warriors. Yeah, first. Road Warriors done that first. <laughs> yeah, they did that first. So, uh, Hawk Animal, the Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors. Uh, number four. Very good. Matt, how about you? Um, for me, I have to stay on brand as well, so my number four team poster's right behind me. It's going to be D-Generation X. Just for the longevity purposes, you know, Sean and Triple H, well past the time that they should have been wrestling, you know. Um, not too long ago, we got to see them as a tag team again. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> Not good. Side, they still, um, you know, put a lot of fun back into wrestling. I think made a lot of fans make the attitude. Um, so they would be my pick, the, the Sean and uh, Triple H faction of DX. Um, and there were some other DX-ish tag teams on my honorable mentions, too. Very good. Um, intern Mark, how about you? Who is your... Number four. And number four. This was hard, but I went oh, with uh, the Heart Foundation. That would be, I'm going to go with the original version with Jim the Anvil Neinhardt and Brent the Hitman and Hart. Because those guys back in the mid to late 80s, they were some great tag team wrestlers. They, those were the days. The Heart Foundation, the British Bulldogs, or the Heart Foundation, the Killer Bees, or whomever you want to put in there. Strike Force. That Strike was Force, stuff. man. I was always forgetting about Strike Force. All right, let's uh, let's see here. Couple uh, couple comments. Uh, William had the Freebirds at number four. Uh, Devin has Edge and Christian. Charlie gives us in no particular order. Rock and Roll, Midnight's Freebirds, and Dudley's as his uh, as his four uh, best tag teams. Uh, moving along, number three. They kind of go hand in hand with uh, Edge and Christian to me, and that's the Hardy Boys. Um, I mean, I remember when they were the, uh, you know, if you if you look at pictures of the original Hardy Boys, they look like the Young Bucks <laughs> in uh, in the early to mid '90s wrestling in WWF. And I think um, is Jeff Jeff's the younger one, right? And I think he was like 16 or 17 at the time. He was not. He was not. Uh, 18 yet but they they got him uh they got him in and and, and working and obviously um the, the great matches with edge and christian the return um at uh, at wrestlemania in orlando and and the huge pop and winning the tag team there uh basically um striking and en- uh enzo and cass from their uh their their title opportunity in the wwe i think that was the beginning of end for those guys so uh, to me, that you know, that puts the uh, that puts the Hardy Boys on the list. Um, but just, I mean, 
career spanning, you know, three. I mean, obviously they're still in the business now, but as a tag team in, in three decades, and I'd be shocked if they didn't uh, reunite somewhere before uh, they are they are both done in the business. Um, and then, you know, I, their, their quest of gold through the Indies and TNA and all of that, like they were the MCW tag champs. Um, I think Ryan, you and Matt were, were at the show uh, in Joppa for that. Like just... Um, and just super inventive, uh, great, great work always from the, the Hardy Boys. Ryan, we'll go to you next. Yeah, and uh, if you've not been to Joppa, Maryland, it is beautiful this time of year. Beautiful, so nice. Um, Jim, so by order of elimination, you said one of the three didn't make it. That's correct. Uh, I I feel like you had left off the best of the three. Uh, the Dudley Boys are my third. They are a one-time WWE Penny Champion, a eight-time <laughs> WWF World Tag Team Champion, a one-time WWE WCW Champion, an NWA World Tag Team Champion, two-time TNA Champion, two-time IWGP uh, Tag Team Champion, and an eight-time ECW Tag Team Champion. These guys have done it all. They absolutely deserve um, a spot on Mount Rushmore. All right, so Ryan's got the Dudleys at three. Tim, how about you? So I have uh, the Hart Foundation at number three. Um, they could match up against any style of team, um, whether it's two big bruisers like Demolition, whether they're going against two speed guys like the Rockers, um, whether they're against going two technical guys like the Rougeau brothers. Um, nobody quite did tag team wrestling like the Hart Foundation. Um I mean, even so, you look now, you give credit to the Revival for being a great tag team. Uh, they're just doing the Heart Foundation stuff. They're doing either Heart Foundation Demolition or they're doing Heart Foundation Rockers or they're doing something. Um, but it all goes back to the Hitman and the Anvil. Um, so that is uh, number three. Uh, Brett, the Hitman, Jim, the Anvil, the Heart Foundation. Very good. Matt, how about you? Yeah, for me, it was the Hardy Boys in at three. Um, you know, for all the reasons that you stated, and again, longevity with them, you know, doing the moves that they were doing and still being in the business to this day, uh, very impressive for them. Really got tag team wrestling back on the map uh, with ENC and, and the Dudleys. So I think, um, you know, their style is what really kind of kept the crowds in and I think that that plays an important role so gotta give them the nod at number three alright intern Mark how about you number three I'm gonna go with uh, Arn Anderson and really any partner you gave him <laughs> um, but now if I had to pick one I'd say uh, Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson but really though if you think about Arn Anderson perhaps one of the best tag team wrestlers ever it didn't matter if he was in there paired up with a guy like Paul Roma or Bobby Eaton or I don't even – I mean, there was dozens of them. Um, but I really think Anderson and Blanchard, the uh, two of the original horsemen, then, of course, the Brain Busters in the WWF, I would put them up there on that Mount Rushmore without question. All right, looking at the uh, the comments here, um, Devin has edged in – or no, the Dudley boys at, at, at uh, number three. Charlie Ch- 
takes the Midnights off of his and adds in the Steiners. The Steiners were one that was uh, was was close to my top four, but didn't quite uh, make the cut. So again, if you uh, if, if you're following along in the live video, give it a like, give it a share. We'd appreciate that. Um, my number two is the Road Warriors, the Legion of Doom, and um, you know just kind of everything we were talking about at, at the start. Um, you know, they were they were big, they were strong, they worked so well together. They went everywhere, anywhere and everywhere they wanted to. Um, you know, the the Doomsday Device uh, as as a finisher. Just, I mean, they they when I think of tag team wrestling, they're one of the they're one of these teams that will always be be right at the the forefront of my mind. Um, so I have the Road Warriors at number two. Ryan, how about you? Um. I have uh, the uh, man. This one, this one was the one I kicked around the most um, as, a, as a tag team. I don't think they've done a, a whole bunch, but uh, their actions and, and what they did is paramount to professional wrestling the way we know it today. And really was the spark that ignited the the Attitude Era. So uh, my number two team would be the Outsiders. Um, really, for those for those reasons alone, um, the actions that they saw. Um, there's those brief promos on, on WCW TV, you know, you know, who I'm here or you know, who I am, you don't know why I'm here, whatever. It's just, it's, it was, it's iconic, uh, uh, what, what they did. So the outsiders, number two. All right, Tim, how about you? Number two. So it may be a little blasphemy to put a team that is still somewhat active on a Mount Rushmore. I, I can understand that. And while they're not necessarily the best tag team wrestlers in the company, um, I'm going with the New Day at two. Um, if this if this conversation were Mount Rushmore of tag team wrestlers, Cesaro is number one. Yeah, I Period. think we talked about that before. Hands down. Cesaro's number one, Bobby Eaton's number two, Arn Anderson's number three. Like, those are the top three dudes of of, uh, tag team wrestling. But the New Day itself, when when they're finally done, when Kofi, E, and Xavier are finally done, they're going to be on the top. You want to talk about a team that stick together the longest. They, They are a team. Everything they do is about each other. Um, inside and outside of the ring. Um, they've taken the free bird rule and made it something completely insane. Even having specific matchups that work well. Um, the iconic matches that they had with Kid and Cesaro, the iconic matches that I could watch a Usos New Day match right now. Like, absolutely right now. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, like period, um, that that kickoff match with it was Kid and Cesaro, the Usos, the New Day, and Los Matadors at like WrestleMania. Arriba. Why that was a kickoff? I have no idea. Um, but to me, Kofi, Biggie, and Xavier um, are the second best tag team all time. Ever. All time good place. If I have to, if I have to pick a lineup 
from the New Day, if I if I can only pick two, it's Biggie and Kofi. Okay. Uh, I like the traditional New Day tag lineup. Well, and, and Xavier uh, out on the sideline or out on the outside with the trombone. I mm-hmm. mean, it's it's you know that's I, I, that would be that would be the the team that I would pick as well. Yeah, um, with them just because Xavier, when Xavier's in the ring or when he's a, when he is a tag team featured, he's like, and this is no disrespect, but he's like he's a lesser version of the guy he's replacing. Okay, that's fair. That's he's fair. either he's a little bit slower than Kofi, a little less dynamic than Kofi. Or he's a little bit weaker than Biggie, not as explosive as right, Biggie. Right. With I've always loved the big man, little man tag teams. Uh, so, but it is the new day number two. All right, Matt. How about you? Who's your number two? Um, before I, I name it, Tim. Um, if you're putting Cesaro teams in the Mount Rushmore behind Kings of Wrestling, who are the other three? If I'm, I mean, the bar is really good. Um, Kid and Cesaro are fantastic. And, hmm. It's tough because I want to see more of this pairing with Shinsuke. And, um, but, yeah, yeah I'm going to go probably Nakamura's fourth. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I love the the real Americans, but uh, to me, Cesaro now better than Cesaro then. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. All right, for me, um, Jim, you'll appreciate this. Number two, Heart Foundation. Um, you know, I give you shit, but you know, there's no denying the talent that was on that team, the importance of them to tag team wrestling. Um, you know, it's just it's just a lot of pure good wrestling when the Heart Foundation was in the ring. Um, a lot of good tag tactics when they were in the ring. Um, so, you know, it's a very, like, well-rounded tag team um, for what they did. So, definitely can't have a Mount Rushmore without the Heart Foundation, in my opinion. I might isolate that audio. Intern uh, <laughs> uh, Mark, who is your number two? Number two, I'd have to go with the Road Warriors or the Legion of Doom, if you will. And uh, we talked about them quite a bit, so I don't know I can really add anything to it. But they are, even if you're a casual fan and somebody shows you a picture of the Road Warriors, you're going to know who they are for sure. Yeah, no doubt. All right, looking at some of the comments here, William has uh, had the Rock and Roll Express slash Midnight Express as his number three. Uh, number two, he has the Road Warriors. Devin has DIY uh, at number two. And uh, Nikki has her top four. Number four, Acolytes. Three, New Day. Two, Killer Bees. And number one, the Dudleys. Uh, and uh, Charlie says, Mrs. Thrower says, Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan, and Hulk Hogan. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's move here to number one. Uh, this should be no surprise for Big Jim. I have the uh, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, and Marty Jannetty. The Rockers at number one. Uh, no. He killed a man. <laughs> no, he says he didn't. He says now he says he didn't. Um, no, he allegedly killed a man. Yeah, my uh, my number one is the Heart Foundation. Um, I mean, the, the the technical ability of Brett, the power of Jimmy Anvil, Nightheart. 
Um, and and at, at the time, I mean, the tag team wrestling in the in the WWF, and even if you go back to Stampede, some of the stuff they did uh, with the Bulldogs and Stampede was was just uh, kind of un, unheard of at the time. Um, the, the the Bulldogs almost cracked my my list as well. I think the British Bulldogs were a fantastic tag team. Um, but yeah, the, 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 it's it's the Heart Foundation. They're they're my number one tag team, and it should be no surprise for fans of this program. Uh, Ryan, how about you? Uh, I did have some honorable mentions I want to knock off real quick. Um, I did have the New Day on my list. Um, they were on four until I uh, probably moved the Outsiders into the list. Um, I also had the Fart Foundation uh, on my on my list as well. Um, and obviously, we can't talk about tag teams without talking about our names <laughs> recount, who is a, a one-time NWA Wildside Tag Team Champion and collectively a one-time WCW hardcore champion um, that they won and defended uh, with the Freebird rule as well. Uh, my number one's obviously uh, the Road Warriors, Legion of Doom. I think you look at them and that is your model tag team. If you say to any promoter like, I want you guys to pick a tag team and I mean everything from from the, the, the biker sort of thing, the face paint, the WWF, um, spiky uh, shoulder pads, just everything about them. It was so cool to be a Road Warrior LOD fan. So uh, they are my numero uno. Um, however, if uh, Tim, if we're talking about teams that are right now and still very current, I'd have to put Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler on this list too. There, Team Shania's got something going. We will uh, we will talk about Team Shania here coming up in uh, in our next segment. Uh, Man, I feel like a woman. <laughs> uh, Tim, who do you have at number one? I mean, Ryan, that list is pretty nice. It don't it don't impress me much, but um, well, whose bed have your boots been under? <laughs> um, my number one is is a good brother tag team. Uh, actually, it's probably the best uh, brothers to ever tag together. I'll also do some honorable mentions. Gotta talk about Demolition. Gotta talk about the Usos. Um, the Kings of Wrestling, obviously. Uh, really small uh, showing, but Power and Glory were awesome. They were um, a fun tag team. Very fun. Uh, and the Iconics uh, belong on that list as well. But my number one tag team, and, and, and Charlie uh, has mentioned them. It is Rick and Scott Steiner. I wondered. I wondered if you were going to go that direction. Heck yeah, man! The dog face gremlin and Scotty, like Scotty. To me, they are the upgrade of the Road Warriors. Two big dudes could beat you up, but they're legit shooters. Both technical wrestlers. Uh, you talk about power slams. Uh, Rick Steiner was catching fools out of midair and just dumping them. Like these, the Steiners go back and watch their like late eighties, early nineties stuff. Dog man, they are just destroying teams. It's a great call. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, good, definitely, definitely good stuff. Um, Matt, how about you? Who's your number one? 
Yeah, so before I get there, um, some of the honorable mentions for me, uh, I said DX-ish, so um, New Age Outlaws were always a favorite tag team of mine. Uh, up, the Iconics were certainly on mine as well. Good call there, Tim. Um, and the New Day, too. Um, and then um, I really did appreciate Jeff Jarrett and Owen Hart for what they were um, back then. I thought they were a lot of fun as well. Um, you know, very good heel tag team. So um, those would be my honorable mentions. The number one for me, Ryan had said it earlier when we we're talking about, you know, the three big tag teams that kind of reinvigorated tag team wrestling. I thought the best of them was the Dudley boys as well. Um, so they would be my number one, just, you know, again, longevity going through different companies, you know, bringing kind of extreme rules into tag team wrestling. Like, do we see TLC without the Dudley boys? I don't know. Like, does that become the staple that it is now? Like a, a whole pay-per-view? You know, we wouldn't have a big show Eric Rowan stairs match if not for the Dudley boys. And so. that's why they didn't make my top four. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, you just have to appreciate what they did back then. Um, you know, they just kind of bruised through every tag team back then. It was a lot of fun to watch those three teams go at it. Um, but the Dudleys always stood out above the rest for me. All right, very good. Intern Mark, how about you? Who is your number one? Well, I'll do my honorable mentions real quick. The, uh, the Jumping Bomb Angels, the uh, the Fantastics, American Males, The Colossal Connection, uh, Natural Disasters, all great tag teams. By uh, my number one, I'd have to go with the Rock and Roll Express. Those guys were, as they say, over like Rover in the 80s. Um, just incredible. And they're still going today. But were they over um, like you really think about it, right. the 80s, if they... Sorry, they're over like Smokey. Why didn't he, I didn't hear what you said? I, I I asked Ryan if they're over like fidget spinners. He he almost he Ryan almost killed us on commentary <laughs> one night at uh, at PWE when he dropped that one. But uh, sorry, I interrupted you there, Mark. I I never would use the word oh, over sorry. either. I said as popular uh, as so, splitting hairs. But continue, Mark. <laughs> the uh, so, yeah, fidget spinners aren't too popular anymore. I don't think you can give them away. <laughs> But yeah, uh, Tim's got it. He's got it. The, the rock and roll. He's got it. The uh, rock and roll express. Um, and those guys back in the eighties, if they were printing T-shirts with MOI or posters, I can't imagine uh, how much money they make off them. But T-shirts weren't quite as popular back then at wrestling shows, and uh, at least not in the NWA um, and posters. But those guys. And it's still going in 2020. There's still a team that's wrestling occasionally. So I'm going to have to put that at my number one. Crazy. But, uh, in all seriousness, though, the Steiner brothers were incredible. Um, Terry Gordy was one of the original Freebirds and Dr. Dusty Williams. They were a oh. tag team. They were more popular in Japan, but they had a, a feud with the Steiners that was just unbelievable. Miracle Violence Connection. That was really um, good. Oh, uh, it was. Those guys were unreal. I don't know, like, legitimately, if there would be a team even today that could have beat Gordy and Dr. Death back in their heyday. But, all right, just yeah, looking, that's what I got. looking at a so couple. Mark, there's still not a table at Rooks that's just selling fidget spinners? <laughs> I, you know what? There used to be when the fidget spinners were popular. I remember going up there the one week 
I forget how much they were, maybe $5. And then the following week, they were up to 7 Then the next week, they were at 10 And uh, <laughs> And now I... If there's a table there, it's a lonely Ridiculous. table, and they're probably marked out at a dollar, and they still can't sell them. <laughs> you couldn't pay do- people dollars to take them. But, uh, all right, catching up here on, on the comments, Devin has the yeah, Rock, and a shame. Roll, the Rock and Roll Express as his number one. William has the uh, has the Dudleys um, as his. Charlie says, two honorable mentions because they scared him as a kid. The Natural Disasters and the Twin Towers. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, I remember the Natural Disasters uh, as well. Um, before we move on here to our uh, Clash of Champions preview, uh, Devin sent this over to me, and I, and I forgot to uh, to plug it. This Saturday night at the St. Anthony's Lounge in, in uh, Downingtown, Pennsylvania, Valor Professional Wrestling um, makes its debut in Downingtown, PA. Uh, the main event is uh, the champion of Valor, the butcher Andrew Backlund, facing the sexy psycho uh, Adrian Bliss. Um you can, uh, doors are at 3 p.m., 4 o'clock bell time. Uh, if you head over to Valid Pro Wrestling uh, on Facebook, you can get all the, the full information there. Um, but, uh, yeah, they are, it is an outdoor show. Uh, social distancing, of course, uh, will be practiced, as is the name of the game uh, here in 2020. But uh, if you are in the Downingtown, Pennsylvania area and you've got nothing to do on Saturday, please make out. And uh, support uh, profession, independent professional wrestling uh, with uh, with Valor making their debut um, in uh, in Downingtown. So, boys, there's a pay per view this week. <laughs> is there real quick back to the tag team? Sure. Is there any glaring omissions that anybody can think of that that wasn't mentioned from anybody? The only name I could think of was Harlem Heat wasn't brought up by anybody you know that they, they uh, were in, in this they were one that, that that i was kicking around again it's it's hard when you're looking at just four um because like i said the steiners came into my mind harlem heat came into my mind the dudleys obviously came into my mind and uh, i mean I, I i joked about them but the, like the rockers i mean like growing up uh, as a wwf guy i mean the rockers they weren't long in the uh, in the tag team world but but they they stood out um to me uh, growing up they like but uh you know and and one and I know they they were kind of a more of a joke in the in the WWF but you know in terms of like longevity and and like work as a team across the business um Funny. not not that they should necessarily be on on a Mount Rushmore but the Bushwhackers are a team that there was there was actually consideration for me uh, to put them on there because I mean those guys were a team. I mean f- forever. I mean literally forever. Yeah. Yeah, um, the sheep herders. Yeah, the yeah. sheep herders. So, um, but but I don't. For me, I don't know if there was any necessarily any super glaring omissions. The nasty boys weren't mentioned at all. Okay. Yeah. Um. Harlem Heat. If I could do it all over again, I'd probably take the Road Warriors out at four and put Harlem Heat in. Harlem Heat in. I completely forgot about them, but absolutely Harlem Heat for sure. Um, the Hollywood Blondes, as Charlie mentioned, mm-hmm. no one mentioned the Hollywood Blondes. Um, Nobody mentioned the Samoans, the Wild Samoans, or or, or, the, or the Head, head Shrinkers. Or, yeah, or, uh, Smoking yeah. Gun. Like, there's so many like really good tag teams that just. Um, Unfortunately, you can only pick four. 
Um, yeah, Derek, I think if we're talking if we're talking gimmicks, I don't think there's a much better gimmick than the million dollar man and the IRS. Oh, money <laughs> ink, money yeah, ink was, 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 a great, was a fun a gimmick. Yeah, scene. yeah. Uh, Devin has the Brothers of Destruction uh, on there um, as one that would kind of be just outside his his top four, and that that wasn't on anybody's list. Fair about one. the uh, the Eliminators over in uh, ECW. Oh, who were the who were the guys in ECW that wore? Uh, they like basically they were like hockey jerseys. Um, public enemy. The public enemy. Yeah, public enemy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, you know, they, they were were not the best wrestlers, but their gimmick was over. And I mean, yep. with ECW, you didn't have to necessarily be great wrestlers, but they worked great as a team for what for mm-hmm. being in ECW. Yeah, I mean. They had a lot of like really upper class tag teams. I mean, Eliminators, the Gangsters, um, RVD and Sabu were a really good solid team. I actually preferred the Gangstinators. Um, that's uh, when Saturn left WCW and Mustafa left and did his own thing. Uh, it was, it like- was New Jack and Cronus. <laughs> Mm. Oh man, that was a team. That was a squad. Earlier you said about um, Rick Steiner picking people up and putting people down, um, but didn't mention the Beverly Brothers picking people up and spiking them down. See, the Shaker Heights spike is different. Like, that's murder. (laughs) They're actually killing people with the Shaker Heights spike. Rick Steiner is just, you know, slightly inconveniencing people. Just walking funny for a week. Yeah. It's like, oh, God, I just fought Rick. Man. Um, But, yeah, I mean, there, there's been so many good tag teams uh, over the history of, of, of professional wrestling. And like I said, it was, it was kind of tough to pick, uh, to pick just four. But uh, I appreciate everyone. Uh, we had tons of responses. Um, on, on Twitter and Facebook for this, uh, just just not enough time uh, to really cover them. But I appreciate everybody who uh, who does respond uh, to us and follow along with us on social media. And, and if you're following with us on the live video, we appreciate that uh, as well. Uh, but yeah, let's let's go to this Sunday. Um, obviously, still in the WWE Thunderdome, uh, it is the Clash of Champions. Um, there are nine matches. We have uh, one match on the pre-show and uh, eight on the full show with uh, with every title on the line of course this Sunday uh, and we'll start with that pre-show match it is Asuka defending the Raw Women's Championship against Zelina Vega Zelina winning the number one contender spot this past Monday on uh, an interesting Raw which we'll talk about at least one aspect of that interesting Raw um, here, uh, here coming up um I think Asuka's going to win here. I, I like them uh, putting Z- Zelina in this spot. We've seen her wrestle a few times um, in the uh, in the COVID era, so it, it is good to see um, her get in ring work. I think she's really really good, um, you know, in the ring. But I I, I don't think Asuka's going to lose uh, her her title here, uh, right? Yeah, it's obviously Asuka. Uh, Tim, how about you? I'm also going Asuka. Um, it's really unfortunate that this is in the pre-show slot. I think this would have been a really cool opportunity to showcase 
a different WWE title, maybe have Isaiah Swerve Scott and Santos Escobar in the match uh, for the opener, uh, showcase the NXT title, one of the NXT titles at some point. Um, you know, but something's got to go there. Um, it just sucks that it's Asuka. Like, she was the top of the world, and now she's kickoff show Jones. Now, do you think they're doing this to just because that they were so late in, in, in getting a a contender for the title or that, you know, they want to put their, their strong foot on the, uh, on the kickoff. I think it's because we're in the wrestling dead period. That's fair. Like after SummerSlam, historically, there's nothing happening of interest until the rumble, until the Royal rumble. And especially now in the asterisk era, in the dot over the eye of the Jeremy Baramy, like there's nothing. So what? What are you gonna do? And football's back. Yeah. And they're also going against the NBA playoffs. Mm-hmm. They're going against Major League Baseball playoffs. Uh, like, Stanley Cup Finals as well. I, I'm not sure if they yeah. if their next game if they have a game on that Sunday. But yeah, it's there's a lot more factors that are working against them. This time right. than, than even a normal uh, a normal year. Very true. Uh, Matt, how about you? Oscar Zelina Vega. Yeah, it's going to be Oscar. Um, I don't think it'll be a squash match, but I don't think that it's going to be any doubt if that makes sense. Like there, I don't think anyone thinks Zelina Vega is winning. Um, it'd be a neat moment if she did, but it wouldn't make sense at all. How about you, Mark? Well, I got to go with. Uh, Asuka as well. I don't think there's any chance of Zelina Vega winning. I think down the road we could see her maybe get a uh, title run or a, maybe get a little more prominent title match, but not this time around. But it's nice to see her somebody different challenging for the title. So. You know, you know what, boys? Just to make this pay per view interesting, I'm going to go ahead and say that Zelina's chances at winning this championship zero point zero. Zero percent chance. Wow. Zero percent chance that Zelina walks out of the Thunderdome as your Raw Women's Champion. What a bold move. So there we go. There we go. There's that. If that doesn't get people to tune in, I don't know what will. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the uh, United States Championship. Bobby Lashley, uh, member of the Hurt Business. Bob! Uh, defending against Apollo Crews. I like Bobby uh, to retain here. Excuse me, not Bobby. Bob! To retain here, um, again, the Hurt Business. Business is good. you got to keep that gold with the Hurt Business uh, so Bob gets the win. Ryan, how about you? Hit that Bob button one more time. Bob! Tim, how about you? Bring it up. Bob! Matt, how about you? Oh, uh, yeah, Bob. Bob! Mark, how about you? Go ahead and hit that button. Gotta love it. That's, that's we're making this one easy, folks. I feel bad for Apollo, man, but I know Cruz can't lose. But the heart business, man, business is good. Shoot, I, I love that they've renamed the Lashley Lock. Yeah, the Hurt Lock. Yeah, love it, love it. Uh, Devin also has Bob. 
So uh, yeah, I think I think this one that one is fairly easy. That's um, a stone cold. That's a stone cold lock. Yeah, yeah. Wait, where where is it? Where is it? You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. All right, let's go to the Raw Tag Team Titles. The Street Profits defending against Andrade and Angel Garza for the billionth time in the COVID era. Like, if th- if if this match in an, in and of itself isn't like wholeheartedly a reason why we need to unify the tag titles right now, um, then it, then it's right here because like this, and not that they don't do great work. Because the Street Profits versus Garza and Andrade is is good stuff. But man, I feel like I have seen this match every week since WrestleMania. Which feels like a year and a half ago. I mean, it's just... You gotta throw, throw, throw two guys together. Do something. Something. Make up a tag team. You get it with the women. F- figure it out. I, you know, but Street Profits keep winning. I love I love the Street Profits, but I do not want to see this match again after Sunday. Ryan, how about you? Jim, you've not seen this match because every time you've seen Andrade and Garza, they have been drugged down by Zelina Vega. They have kicked her to the curb, and she is gone, and they are on their winning ways. And that will not stop until... Uh, I don't. I don't. For a long time, because they're winning here, they're going to knock off the street profits. I think the profits game is a lot more fun when they're chasing the championship. So um, Andrade and Garza will upend the champions and leave your new Raw Tag Team champs. Nice, very nice. I love me some Garza. I got the I got the shirt and everything. Um, Tim, how about you? Can we just go ahead and split Andrade and Angel Garza for the first like finally like. I'm sick of this ish. Split them up already. Oh. Split them. They you've done it like twice already. Just be done. Profits are up. Profits are up. Great. It's got to be the street profits. I agree. I just don't know who else like there like there is in the raw tag team division. Nobody. <laughs> but that doesn't mean Andrade and. Angel Garza win here. That's it what just it means. means <laughs> That's what it means. Mean, no, it just means Gotta get that, that once rematch again, ish. Once again, tag team wrestling means nothing in the WWE. That's what it means. Sad but true. Sad but true. Speaking of tag team wrestling, Matt, I'm very disappointed uh, that you did not have the Usos in your top four because I know out of the five of us, you do go hard in the paint. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I have the shirt to prove it. You do. Uh, who, do you, um, who do you got here? I'm also kind of disappointed that none of you guys named the McMahons. I'm, I'm sure both of you. Well, I mean, it's not really a fair time. fight. It really isn't. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, Tim, there being no tag teams around is exactly why Almas and Garza are going to win. <laughs> they need to stabilize the tag team division. <laughs> And what better way to do it than have this thrown together team beat the legitimate team and kind of be legitimate? Well, then you got Then you get. Unfortunately, are down. Then you uh, then you get the rematch 
for the next uh, for the next four months. There you go. You got it, Jim. <laughs> um, all right, Mark. Who do you got? Raw tag titles. I think uh, Garza and Andrade are going to take it this time around. Same uh, the same logic. That way, we can set up the rematches for the next six months. <laughs> so here we go. All right, and then uh, all right. Let's move on here to the triple threat ladder match for the Intercontinental Title. Uh, the real champ. Jeff Hardy taking on the real champ, Sami Zayn and uh, and AJ Styles. Uh, potential for a match of the night here. Um, I, I like the, the potential here with this one. And I like Sami Zayn to walk out as the undisputed Intercontinental Champion. Uh, him c- coming back, uh, you know, here in the Thunderdome was a bit of a surprise. I like what they've done um, with the, you know... I never lost the title sort of a thing. That's always a fun little gimmick. Um, so I like Sammy uh, to uh, to pick up the undisputed championship here. Ryan, how about you? I uh, I just agree with everything you've said there, Jim. Sammy Zane. Tim, how about you? I don't know. Cause That's there's... not how this game works. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, let me let me do my one of my least favorite uh, wrestling chants of all time. All these guys, all these guys, <laughs> all these guys. Like that's like my second least favorite chant, other than "Fight Forever." Ooh. That one can go away. Yeah, that one can fuck off forever. This is wrestling as well. Mm, yeah, we're doing a tie. Like, if this is wrestling, then what the hell was everything else I've watched today? <laughs> what am I going to throw my streamers at? It's, uh, <laughs> you've been watching sports entertainment, pal. That's what you've been watching. <laughs> Whatever, man. It's all the same. Uh, I got to pick one eeny, meeny, miny, Zane. Sammy Zane. All right. Uh, Matt, how about you? Nah, I mean Jeff Hardy. I mean Jeff Hardy. Oh. <laughs> God, I don't know. Uh, Sammy Zane. Sam Zane. Sam Zane. Are you sure it's not AJ Styles? Rami, it's Rami Zane. It's 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 Sammy. <laughs> All right, um, Matt. How about you? Um, you know what? Let's go, Jeff Hardy. All right, very good. And uh, in turn, Mark. How about you? Had to go with Sammy Zane, the real champion. He never lost the belt. That's true. Um, going back, Devin had the Street Profits in the last match. He has Jeff Hardy in this one. Charlie has Sammy in this one. Then we got a SmackDown, SmackDown Tag Team title match. The Lucha House Party taking on the champions Cesaro and Shinsuke. Uh, I like Cesaro and Shinsuke to retain. Nothing against the Lucha House Party. But um, when, you're, when you're talking about, as, as Tim likes in the number one tag team superstar of all time, uh, and with that resume, it's hard. It's hard to argue with that. Um, if you're talking about individuals and tag teams, uh, I want. I want to see this team have more legs. I'd like to see them do more with it. Um, so I like uh, Cesaro and Nakamura to retain. Ryan. Yep. All right, Tim. How about you? Yeah, man. M- Matt, how about you? Now I'm not gonna say it like that, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mark, how about you? Yeah. All right, that one, yeah, yeah, I, felt, yeah. I felt like that one was fairly easy. 
Uh, all right, here we go. Raw or uh, women's tag team championship: the Riot Squad of Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan taking on the team of Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Um, as much as I like the reuni- reunited Riot Squad, um, I am really liking Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler as a tag team. Um, I think they work really well as a tag team. I think it's the best use of Nia Jax. I also like when Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler end up on Raw Talk. And by Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, I mean Shayna Baszler and R-Truth. Those two are like, per- like just give me a show of those two talking for an hour and, I- and I'll, just, I'll just watch it all the time on the network because they are just pure gold together. Um, so I like Nia and Shayna to retain the titles. Ryan. Jim, you just keep hitting dingers. I agree. That's what I do. I hit dingers. Uh, Tim. Um, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. All right, you seem you seem a little less enthusiastic, but I'll. I'm very not enthused by this. <laughs> She's not like most girls. <laughs> You don't have to talk to me like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Matt, who do you got here? Riot Squad. Okay. Bucking bucking the group. Mark, who are you you with? I'm going to go with the the Shania Twain. Yeah. I I don't understand why they broke up the Riot Squad and really did nothing with any of them. And then... Put them back together. I, I, I thought they were doing just fine when there was three of them and they were chugging along. So, I don't quite get it. But it's, it's of, nice to see them back together. But they're not taking the tag titles. It's uh, it's one of those great mysteries of life. Why, what? And uh, I mean, that's why. Like, I'm assuming the two conics will be back together at some point. You know, in the next couple of months. That, that, A kid can dream, right? I mean, they're they're. They're still admitted best friends. If you watch her all this past week, they're just not a tag team. Uh, but we'll get back there. It's pro wrestling, pal. Um, all right, let's go to the WWE Women's SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey defending against Nikki Cross. I think Nikki is finally going to get the victory here. I think that um, even though I'd love to see this Sasha Bailey feud. Um, super slow burn to the Royal Rumble or to WrestleMania. I think these two are probably destined for Hell in a Cell um, next month. Uh, So I think Sasha is going to actually cost uh, in some form or fashion Bailey the the title here uh, this Sunday. So Nikki Cross is going to walk out as your women's champion. Ryan. Jim, I have... um... A really fun feud beginning with Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss um, and, and, and everything that she's going to be doing here in the future. Uh, side note, while we were on the air here tonight, I got a notification that Alexa Bliss has tried to connect with me through LinkedIn. So I think I made it, guys. That's a pretty big deal. I'm sure it's her. She has like seven other connections. So I'm pretty excited about this. All that being said, Nikki Cross will be feuding with Alexa Bliss with the championship uh, because we're going to see Sasha and Bailey crash in their own direction. So, uh, Jim, again, ringing them up. 
I'm pretty good at this uh, at this thing, which obviously means all of these are going to be wrong. You know, like Each and every one of them. Like you know, like you know, back in a perfect world when like you used to be able to come over and, and watch pay per views at the house here, um, but now uh, my my wife has to watch them with me, which um, is a, vic- a very sweet lady, which is a victory for myself. Uh, but we do miss you on pay per view Sundays. But she sees me with my scorecard, and then she'll ask me. Um, how I did and then I tell her and she goes you're not very good at this are you <laughs> she goes you've been watching this your whole life how are you not good at it and I go I, I don't know I don't know because it's fake yeah it's not real babe like it's just because you uh it's because you took that time off when Kurt Angle went to TNA see that's true I shouldn't have done that uh Tim who do you got here Smackdown women's title uh I got Bailey winning retaining by DQ I think I think Sasha costs Nikki because she just goes to get a piece of Bailey um Ooh, okay. and I still think you get Jim's gonna get what he wants Sasha and Bailey and and Brian's gonna get what he wants Alexa and and Nikki what about but I I think what's your favorite match my favorite match was with Melina and Alicia Fox <laughs> what about that one Sorry. Uh, but I think what it'll end up being is those two will collide with Sasha and Alexa once it's all kind of said and done. Um, but I got Bailey. I mean, I I, I want Bailey to, to retain, actually. I, I love her in this role, but I... I... I don't care for Karen. I don't like oh, this I love it. Karen gimmick. I love it. Um, but you know, like in a weird way, you know what? Like the the the, the fiend and and the Alexa fiend does for you. The, yeah, the Karen Bailey kind of does that for me. It's weird. Um, Matt, who do you, who do you got you, here? You are absolutely the guy that wants to do the fucking dishes after Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, I get it. <laughs> And think that it's gonna win over celery. Yep, Karen's get me going. Get them. Mm. No, 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 not all of them. Bailey, as this Bailey, just that one. It's not all of them. How long have you liked being talked down to? Uh, actually, pretty much most of my life. Um, <laughs> it really motivates me. You know, negativity really. Yeah, me. I actually thrive on negativity and and uh, and, and being... you know what makes me want to run through a brick wall being told I'm a moron. It just, it really, it really gets me going. I'm an idiot. Um, Matt, Matt, who do you got here? Um, I have Bailey retaining, and um, on a side note, I would say that Jim losing that Thanksgiving fantasy draft will be one of my favorite Thanksgiving memories for years to come, because I mean... We went, we went five rounds. Jim was looking pretty solid, and then I threw in the "Hey, let's do an activity." Yeah, I was, Jim, I got sabotaged. Jim took his best draft that we've ever done and just punted it. Okay, I don't know <laughs> if that was my best draft that we've ever done. I don't think we should sit here and, and slander all my drafts. You had turkey and stuffing on a Thanksgiving pick'em. Yeah, it okay. was the best possibility you could have ever right, had. Well, okay, you're actually probably you barely... dead last. Which, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. Suck suck it's suck goddamn attack. bullshit. <laughs> it's bullshit. I still, I still call foul. Lima beans, 
Suck it, Tad. I feel like votes were bought. I feel like hanging chads happened. Mark uh, threw Cornish game hen in a, on a whim in the fifth round just I, to get a protein. I feel like there was. That's right. I feel like there was uh, there was Russian interference. Like I just there was so many things. Don't be rude. Like it was just it was complete horseshit. It really was. I you know I almost. I mean, and I have the power. I could strike that draft from the history. I could wipe it clean from the annals of time. But I, I'm going to be the bigger man, and I won't do that. I'll leave it out there. Uh, but I will have my. I will have my. Uh, I will have my revenge one day. Uh, intern Mark, who do you got here for the uh, SmackDown Women's side? I'm going to go with uh, Bailey retaining. Um, maybe not necessarily pinfall me by DQ, uh, but I'm going to go with Bailey. All right, um, then we have the Universal Championship, Roman Reigns, of course, with Paul Heyman defending against Jey Uso. Um, I either want this match to... I mean, Roman's is Roman's winning. Um, like, there's a small part of me that wants this to be, like, a banger of a match, but I feel like there's a bigger part of me that wants this to be finger poke of doom. Um... And just have Jay lay down for the family and do the right thing. Uh, oh, Devin had Bailey in the last match as well. Um, but that's kind of what I hope for here is uh, is a finger poke of doom, so to speak. Uh, Ryan, how about you? Uh, the Uwa man. <laughs> how about you? <laughs> Ryan, keep doing that. During everyone's pig. <laughs> I just like the sound it's making. It's really good. It really I've, got a, I've got a... It's girthy. It's real girthy. <laughs> That's like an ASMR uh, wet dream almost right there. That'll be our next YouTube hit. Yeah, Ryan. Just... <laughs> that is not safe for Facebook. Maybe. That is... Uh... That's not okay, but it's good. Uh, Tim, who do you got here? I got my heart because we are finally going to free the titty at Clash of Champions. <laughs> the shirt is coming. Oh, my Pokeball just fell on my desk. Shirt is coming off to this weekend. I'm excited. The titty is coming loose. Roman Reigns, the big dog, the Uwa man. He's going to put down little Jimmy or little Jay or all of them. He's going to put all of them down. Oh, my God. It, it turned on my PlayStation. Did you stop it. <laughs> Pokeball. A little bit of the bubbly. No, I have not. I uh, have not. Um, Matt, how about Ooh, you? man, free to titty 2020. Oh, <laughs> uh, Matt. Um... <laughs> I got. I gotta get another beer. I'm not. I'm not drunk enough for this. So I'm too while, drunk to taste this chicken. While Jim's away, um, I will slowly make my pick. While he goes, when he comes breakfast. back, just everyone just start fisting the camera. When Jim comes back with his white claw, yes, um, it's a truly. I bet. What'd you get to drink there, big boy? <laughs> Got another one of these, one of the Steve, uh, Steve Weisers. 
He got a real one. Oh. Uh, I thought it was going to be a truly. Jim, no. two beers, two IPAs in a night. Man. I know. Well, and I had that. I had that cider. I'm. I'm just. I'm letting them loose. Watch out, Mrs. James. It's definitely going to be free mode tonight, Jim. <laughs> free, free mode. <laughs> Let's skip to bed. Uh, that being said, but I'll leave. Um, I'll be leave her disappointed. So it'll be. And then it's over. It's just, it's literally that quick. How often do you come around here? <laughs> Not very. Anyway, there's a 0% chance that Shirtless Reigns loses here. 0.0. 0. 0. Uh, he's, he's not freeing the nip for nothing. He's getting zero point zero. Um, Nikki, have a good night. Nikki's got a, <laughs> Nikki's got a piece out here. Devin says Probably Roman. scared her away. So sorry about that. <laughs> At least she was here for the fisting talk. Yeah. She's gonna have nightmares now. <laughs> we're we're just all four large, some large men. Just yeah, I think I chafed my arm. Damn it! You Sorry, probably Brittany. did. Yeah, well, you need some lubriderm or something. It's like hell. Uh, Mark, who do you got here? <laughs> well, Smokey needs lubriderm, and Jim, you can use some blue chew. It sounds like. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, I got I got no problem on that end. Does that make you last longer? I think it just I think it just puts oh, more. It, it does. Oh, then maybe yeah, I do the, need the, some. the desensitizing spray is what you need. I think. Yeah, yeah, I need a little numbing. You spray. need some Mama Joanna. <laughs> last longer. It's uh, it's so hard a cat couldn't scratch it. Is it the uh, last longer? What are you talking about I... Big Red? Yes. <laughs> Like that blue red. chew freshness lasts right through it. <laughs> right through it. All right, Mark, who do you, who do you got here? I, I was hoping Tim would go for a second verse on that, but... I got it. Um, it's, it's ready. I got to go. <laughs> go ahead. Go, to Roman. You know, go ahead. Roman Reigns for all the... Yeah, go ahead, Tim. No, no, <laughs> no. You give verse. your pick. I've done derailing this until you're done. Well, he said he said Roman. I'm just I'm gonna go with Roman. Yeah, Roman for all the big, reasons previously stated. Your big hell goes on and on while you do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and then uh, and then we go to the ambulance match for the WWE. You'll need one if you take too many blue chews, dude. I'd need one if I took one of those things. Let's be honest. Right. Have they told us what the rules of the ambulance match is, or do we have to look that up online, or maybe that's on being the elite? I'm not sure how this works. No. I think they did, it on a, they did it on about the bell, or around the bell, or ring the bells with uh, bell. Rev Run. I don't know. With, with, with Corey. And... sits on, on two stairs on top of you for ten seconds. And you have to be taken away via ambulance. You and, and Mike Kyoto will ask you if you want to give up. You have, to, you have watch. to watch three episodes of the Big Show show. And Thank it's you. the first three, not the last three that actually mm. like showed some promise. Not you good. have to watch the crossover episode. And then it got canceled. <laughs> That's a shame. Um, and then, All right. But I think it's you just have to get your opponent in the ambulance and shut the door. Um. So uh, I'm actually going. Randall Orton is going to win the uh, the ambulance match 
and win his four, 14th or 15th. He's he's a 14-timer. Let me look. I think he's a 14-timer, so this will be 15, I believe. Uh, but Randall Orton, either way, Randall Orton is your new WWE champion. Ryan. Um, I see that happening as well, Jim. I think each man will um, will just beat the piss out of each other. I think this will be a very hard-fought battle, um, and we will see Randall Orton raise the championship, albeit very briefly, near the end of the pay-per-view. Very good. Uh, Devin says, my heart says Drew, my mind says Randy. Tim, who you got? My anus says the Miami Dolphins are winning. <laughs> so what's going to happen here is that Randy's going to have Drew ready to go in the ambulance. The doors are going to open, and out comes sex god Edge. And Edge is going to put the hurt on the Randy getting us to hell in a cell. Drew McIntyre wins. Okay. And he gets Randy away from the title again. Okay. Wow, I love that. I like yes. that a lot. I like that a lot. Kid, you you should be working in, in Connecticut. I ain't got the heart to deal with that old man. <laughs> uh, I Matt. would sneeze too much for him. Like, what the hell are you doing, pal? I would sniffle too much for him. You even get the sniffle, especially right now. Control, you, control yourself. Could you imagine being around Vince McMahon? Right now, like known germaphobe Vince McMahon during this time. Oof. Uh, the Ringsiders said they're they're just joining in from California. Hello from California. Hello. Give us. I've that. heard California is beautiful this time of year. California. Um. Well, as long as you're in the part of the place that's not on fire, I would. Say. Yeah. The other really hot spots not great. You mean yeah. the United States? Well, I mean, it's pretty liter- bad right now. Literal fire, not. Um. Gotcha. Not, not metaphorical, not literal fire. fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, if you're with us here in the live video, give us a like, give us a share. We'd appreciate that. Matt, who do you got here in the ambulance match? <laughs> All right, so Randall Orton is going to win this. Um, Otis immediately cashes in. Wins. Randy challenges, gets his rematch at uh, Survivor Series. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Leading up to a three-way at WrestleMania between Randall, Big Match John, and Ric Flair to see who will be the 17-time champion. What if you oh, had yes, Chucky, we have our Put that, <laughs> That's in the red words. Jesus said it. He might even he might not even have the money in the bank contract by then. Doesn't the, the isn't they got to hand it over to the Miz on Friday? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he's yeah, because he embarrassed the Miz and he got then his lawyers he like he got lost. I'm suing, I'm suing Otis for the money in the bank contract because that's how that works. Yeah, that's exactly how, look. I mean, it's professional wrestling. It works. It works sure. however they want it to work. I mean, I guess in my scenario, Orton would still have to like vacate the title. So he'd have to win it back because if he just retained, then he's still sixteen times. Yeah, he'd have, he'd have to get it. He'd have to lose it and then get it. Back. So, well, he'd lose it to Otis. All right. So at Royal Rumble, we'll have Vince just strip him of the title for a reason. <laughs> but then he wins it in the Royal Rumble match. 
Yeah, yeah, he's he uh remember how like well, Nyan... no, then he would be ahead of the curve again. Maybe yeah, we'll figure it out. We got we got time. We got, we got time, time to put it together. But WrestleMania Orton big match John Ric Flair. I like I like where you're going with this. I like where you're going with this. <laughs> oh, uh, guys that need a push. All on the right side of thirty. All uh insert mark. Who do you got here? Ambulance match. I'm going to have to go with Randall. Randall is white hot right now. White hot. Now's the white hot. time to strike. White hot. You got to put the emphasis on that H in white. White. I like that the whole time. Hot. Mark was like looking off into the distance. <laughs> Prognosticating. He's finding the right color of hot that he is. Yeah, he's not blue I'm hot. Because that's blue chew. No, be, I, Red hot's not I'm hot thinking, enough. Red hot is not hot enough. I got to go with white hot. White. White hot, and now it's the time to. White hot sounds about right. Sounds about right. All right. White hot. That is money in the bank. Thank Um, God. Thank God. Um, Okay. Night of Champions. (laughs) Night of Champions. We are are 20 minutes from Three Count Thursday Underground. I cannot wait for this week. (laughs) Who's ready to dunk on retribution? Man? Yeah, yeah, let's let's get to that. Okay. Let me let me start off because Go ahead. Look, I try to be I try to be the one the biggest because I feel like Tim you you've you've twenty twenty twenty's got to you a bit. Vince McMahon's got to me. That too. Um so I feel like I'm the last the last stalwart for defending everything and anything this company wants to try to do. So, so b- before you do, I just want to, I want to lay, I want to set the table for what exactly the fuck is happening with retribution. Yeah. Let's, let's put it on the table. So there's all these guys, there's all these guys and gals who are sick of the system, sick of it, who are, are sick of the status quo. They're tired of being held down. Had their finger on them, denying them the ability to grow, to to thrive, um, and yet their end game is to get signed by the system they're bucking. And we're not. That's not even talking about these teenage mutant ninja turtle villain names of <laughs> of sassafras. Her, T-Boz her. and what's the other one? It was uh, it was it was left eye chili. T-Boz left and eye and chili. Slap slapjack. Slapdick. T-Bar <laughs> and Rutabaga. Uh, who, what is the other guy's even name? The third one. I don't even remember. Rutabaga. Which one is Dio Madden? We're forgetting. Mace? Mace. 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 Yeah. Not not Puff Daddy and Mace. Like, say with, the, with the dollar sign? It, it <laughs> should have been with a sign. damn not, dollar sign. Not Mace Windu from Star Wars. <laughs> no, instead, it's the effing spray. Look. All I can say. Pepper think... spray, crowbar. And slap and, nuts. And s- <laughs> sidekick. All I could think about was when. What's the girls' names? I, we don't know. Mia and Mercedes. <laughs> all Eminem. I, all I could think about was 
when Beetlejuice walked up to Jeff Jarrett and said, Hey, slap nuts. <laughs> and then Jarrett blasts him in the back with a guitar. Classic. At, at least, at least Dio Madden and Donovan Dijakovic have solid masks. Because Shane mean, Thorne and the, and the chicks are horrible. Dude, okay. All right. Horrible. <sighs> What's the point of wearing a mask when the only thing that's covered is your cheeks? <laughs> <laughs> Look, okay. I don't, I, what what don't you like about Shane Thorne's mask? It's a nod to Casey Jones from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, it's definitely not. That's blasphemy, man. Wow. Um, <laughs> you're gonna draw the line on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle jokes? You're gonna draw. The, I'm gonna draw the line on Look, Casey Jones. You better put some respect after on all that. the shit that I've said. Chronic, I will accept Chronic being in your Mount Rushmore. I knew it would happen. He's effing. Look, mission accomplished. Look, I mean we we've called you out on a lot. I mean this isn't like Iron Man died bad, but he's dead. Close, ridiculous. Now, what's what's worse than all out of all of Retribution? Yes, Um, is it the masks? Is it the name or is it the fact that Jerry the Stupid King Lawler was on commentary the night that Mace debuts and it's a big black guy with dreads who he literally sat next to and did commentary with for months and he doesn't even recognize him? Well, he has a mask on. Fuck that, Jim. Okay, look, look. I'm not saying they all look alike. I'm saying Dio Madden is recognizable. I that I agree. I look. That could have been Booker T in a mask. How is Jerry Lawler gonna know? Booker How T would have been Booker T would have been wearing his uh two Hall of Fame rings and that other ring that he got from Houston. I forgot about the Houston. The Mushnik the, the, the Mushnik ring. Yeah, he'd have just been like this. He'd have been like, I'm wearing this mask, I got dreads, and I'm wearing all these rings. Oh my god, he's back. Look at something, man. Um look. It's horrible. Look. I don't even I don't even take umbrage with them signing contracts. Like the NWO signed contract WCW. Like you <clears throat> No, they, they were, didn't. They were part of WC they were in W They were NWO superstars. For life. Okay, well, the Nexus was were WWE superstar. If you want to beat a system, yeah. you can beat a system from within. I don't have a problem with the them. The Nexus wasn't burning stuff down, like literal arson with Molotov cocktails. Now, granted, they did try to murder murder Justin Roberts. Which, which in hindsight, it, may have been a good thing. You know, Daniel Bryan, he was a hero. Daniel Bryan. We deserve. Absolutely. Dude's a hero. Okay. Um, so I don't necessarily take umbrage with them signing contracts. Cause you, if you want to, if you want to destroy a system, you can destroy a system from within. Um, but the masks are bad. The, the trying to like, Oh, my name. I'm going to cut the promos with the angry voice. That was bad. The names, my God, my God, like, 
I try. I really try to go out of my way sometimes to find the brightness in, in, in some of the things that WWE does. But holy crap, do you want, like, you didn't want this to succeed, did you? Like, this this was, like, I, I, I tried to defend it when they were blowing up a random rig in a parking lot that had no reason to be there. I tried to defend it when they're throwing bricks through a window and then they didn't even That's go in. That's already broken, by the way. <laughs> and then they didn't even go in the goddamn window that they just broke. They just, hee <laughs> and walked away. Like, like, I defended that. I feel like you're losing me here. Here's what I'm curious about, too. Why is his name Slapjack? Why? I don't know. Suckers got to know. Like, and the, so they had masks before yeah. that covered, like, most of their face except for Dijak's, which was like, I'm Donovan Dijak. Um, why, why do you have a different mask now, and why do you have stupid face paint, and why is your name Mace, Slapdick, and what was the third one? T-Bar. T-Bar. Dijak is T-Bar. Well, to be fair, people did complain about Dijakovic, so this is, T-Bar is easier to say. Um, but my God, when I found out what their names were, it was one of the first times that I can remember, like, really shitting on, on something that I saw on WWE TV. Like, the minute, I was like, wait, what, did they, what the fuck did you just say their names were? <laughs> like, did, did I, Mace, Slapjack, and T-Bar. Like, are you, are you fucking with me right now? That was my reaction. I'm like, you... You can't be serious. Uh, sorry, Zach, buddy, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm swearing. Sorry. It's a thing that happens. But, Watch your profanity. All right, sorry. But, slap. Wait, is that actually a thing? Like, someone complained about swearing? Oh, he's, it's a buddy of mine just giving me giving me <laughs> hell. Um, Matt, are you doing shots because we're talking about retribution? You're just... There it happens. Yeah, one shot every time Jim complains about WWE. It's the first time I've ever <laughs> taken one. On the You've had, that shot's been sitting there for six years. I got you. Oh, I'll catch up. Hold on. Hold on. That, that shot has been sitting out for six years. <laughs> We're uh, oh, God, it was a mistake. <laughs> but come on. Mace, Jesus. Slapjack, and T-Bar. A T-bar is a, is a mic stand part that I have at my job. It's not a pro wrestler. For God's sakes. Ryan, go go ahead. Somebody's... I, I, I don't get T-bar. Um, I think you can make an argument. And this is not my argument. But, I mean, a slapjack is, is a weapon. Like, the little stick uh, weapon. Mace obviously can use to, like, blind people. I feel like Vince McMahon... And this is not good. No. Realizes, like, there's protests going on around this world. And is like, hey, what if what if some of our wrestlers can do this? What if they light something on fire and run amok? Uh, and then, like, push comes to shove. We have to do something with these guys. Um, and then we, like, hey, we have these knockoff slipknot masks. We're going to put them in. Um you know, and I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I don't know. Um, it's it is awful when you guys have like a working relationship with one of the greatest horror mask makers ever, 
and you've done what you've done with The Fiend to put these guys in fucking family dollar rip-off masks and send them out there is just awful. It's so bad. Um, Dumbass! Oh, man. And I don't want to shit on it either because I feel like I'm a dude that, like, will easily shit on this stuff, Jim. And and I look to you for guidance in these moments. And you've provided me none. Yeah, it's... it's So it's... I push my fingers into my eyes. <laughs> the way Jim's blood and guts shirt is billowing behind him. Right it's, it's just so proud. <laughs> just... Thank God for central air conditioning, right? <laughs> it's literally they're saying... T-Bar's not the worst thing you've ever heard of. Right, it's like, it could be worse. <laughs> Remember, about me that's actually here. the name of the ladies. <laughs> Blood and guts. Blood and guts. <laughs> My God, And dude. the shit thing is, these are wrestlers that can work. They're good. Why would you have to change their name? They're pissed that the system held them down. So instead of wanting to get recognized... Right. They change their fucking name and put a mask on? Phil, Phil on um, the Rant Foundation brought up a great point last night. Hi, uh, Phil. He said, why would you change their names? Because, like, you can't go to the network and search Slapjack and find Shane Thorne's history. You can't go and find, uh, you know, you can't find, you know... T-Bars match and find Dijakovic's work. Like, yeah, it, it, it doesn't... Add, why would you change their names? If they're angry and they're fighting against the system that's done them wrong... Are we not supposed to know they are who they are? I, I mean, I... Because they, I follow T-Bar on Twitter and I used to follow Donovan Nye Dijak, so... Like... Ugh. Shane Thorne did the same thing. They didn't like create new Twitter accounts. They just the the only maybe like if eventually they demask, I don't know. Like, and and then you could find out. Like, I hope they demask the same way Kane does, and they snap their head around. <laughs> uh, Tim, Tim, uh, you you want to do some Duncan? We're doing some Duncan tonight. Boy, Toby. Throw the oop up. I got this. I'm going to come around double hand. Whammo. Um, what do they got to be mad about? Dijak's now on the brand with his best friend. He gets to hang out with Keith Lee all the time. Mia Yim is now on the road with her boyfriend all the time, Keith Lee. They're hanging out. The old- you know what they're mad about then, right? Keith Lee's entrance music. This is everything. Big <laughs> that Yo, I got I got duped. I was watching Raw and I heard the beginning of Basket is Glory come on. And I'm like, hold on. I thought they fixed his theme. I'm like, okay, okay. <gasps> and then I hear And Tim's like, like, are you kidding me? <laughs> but like Shane Thorne, what has he got to be mad about? He's never been to the big show. He's never been disrespected. Like what's his thing? Dio Madden got, mm-hmm. got mollywopped by Brock Lesnar on commentary so table. He, he might have a reason to be mad. mad. <laughs> like he can be mad. And Mercedes, I can kind of see her being mad because like she hadn't gotten an opportunity until now, even though she was on. But why Mayhem be mad Classic. at the company that's gonna give you that opportunity? 
because to quote a, a great, a great, great individual, the whole thing sucks. It's just bad from tippity top, biggity bottom. It the whole thing absolutely sucks. Houston, we have like, you put that in a pizza analogy for me. From crust to tip, the whole thing sucks. That makes sense. This is like a pizza with just pineapple on it. <laughs> no sauce, <laughs> no cheese. It's just... dough. It's dough cooked and just a can of Del Monte pineapples just <laughs> on the top. It's like going to night and day and it's like you're about to get BBJ as your waitress, and instead you get the crazy lady, and it's just oh, like, it's Karen again. <laughs> oh God, David, not Karen. Um, Charlie, Charlie, worse. Like, so I appreciate Charlie trying to be trying. the rose-colored glasses guy. I have two words for you, Nexus and Shield. Uh, I have two words for you. Wake up, man. That's three. That's but still, like, wake up. Um, they ain't the Nexus. They ain't the Shield. Well, and I, here's the thing: I get where Charlie's coming from. I think his point is like maybe is more, this, maybe more to them. Are getting we splitting? Signed. Are we splitting the difference because the Nexus had eight and the Shield had three? So Retribution gets the middle, and they're five. But there's like, and then, but then like forty people come out of the woodwork and just start beating up the hurt business. So like, um, who are who are those people? Are they just? Retribution roadies? Those are just bleep, meat, zorp, uh, Zoltan, um, <laughs> Zoltan. <laughs> um, she used to be a waitress at Friendly's. Like, I remember her. Like, I get, like, I think, like, I know, because Charlie responded, because, like, people were complaining about them getting signed. I, again, I don't have an issue with them getting signed. It's every other aspect of the presentation from Monday that I take umbrage with. You set them up to look terrible. It, it was bad. It was presented poorly. I feel like, to Charlie's point, Nexus was a group of rookies, correct? That got tired of being shit on? Yeah. From having to do, like, the yeah, really, really bad NXT. On. So they didn't put masks on, and then they fought the system as they were to get recognized as they were. It's just right. it's an awful presentation. What the hell is even that? Um, That's the exact sound quote that you need hit it again what the hell is even that um well right they did but like zach says every time someone eats pineapples off a slice of pizza a baby kitten dies <laughs> uh, i mean this guy's not wrong this guy is bad in a thousand. He's, you know i i love this guy i love my guy zach's my boy him and i have been have been buddies hey, zach, for... iron man dies <laughs> Um, Matt or Mark, any uh, any other thoughts uh, on retribution? None. Um, it's it's just all trash. But you know what? The three of you, I'll exclude Mark from this, deserve this because you've given them pass after pass after pass after pass. Maybe not so much, Ryan. I see you in the corner, but. If you wear the rose-colored glasses enough, you're going to get shit like this, and you deserve it when it happens. This is some big Don't talk coming from the guy that is the biggest Shane McMahon fan <laughs> in the entire world. Wait, did you're somebody say Shane here? McMahon? Did somebody say the Shane who? McMahon? Who? Wait, wait, wait for it. Who is that? The best 
See, I'm glad the soundboard cuts out like two thirds of this. <laughs> it's just like it can't handle it. <laughs> um, it's not strong enough. It can't handle all of Shane McMahon, yeah, I mean, the man who was single handedly responsible for not the first, but the first two highest rated Raws in all of wrestling. Hey, you're just confirming my fandom. I don't that's know, a I don't fact, know what you're Jack. Bringing that up for. Uh, Mark, any uh, any thoughts on uh, on retribution before we hit some uh, some speed some some speed topics? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm really glad that CM Punk's not associated with them because that would just <laughs> yet. completely ruin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it time. I don't even know CM Punk can say this. <laughs> um, it's so bad. <laughs> um, they would have came out completely. Mask and eventually over a period of maybe a few weeks, have one of them unmask and then there's uh, Mia Yim and then there's uh, you know whomever. But come on, it is terrible. Mark, if if Just retribution terrible. was a a stand at roots, what would it be? <laughs> It'd be the uh, that big fat woman that used to sell the little uh, <laughs> sun catchers over there. <laughs> Over there, the Amish leather worker. That's who it would be. That big old nasty woman that would sit there and scowl at people that walk by. Don't take your drink on my stand. That's who it would be. That, that old, that old heavy set woman. I know the worst. I have to leave. I have to go. You nasty old woman. You nasty old woman. And you know, and the sweet queen bee was right across from her too. That's what you know. One of the sweetest people in there. You know, the the queen bee. We give her a honey, and she's sitting across from this nasty old woman just scowling at people all day, going out for a 14th cigarette break by 6 a.m. Come on, this is carrying on. Those heaters ain't going to smoke That's themselves, exactly Mark. Woo. Mark. Mark is bringing me fire. He's sorry if that upsets anybody. That big old anybody. nasty woman used to sell the sun catchers. I mean, I'm sorry if that upsets you. If that woman that sold the sun catchers is listening... I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm I not. You, I hope you found happiness somewhere. Um, I hope she may be up. She was at the Green Dragon too. Maybe she's still there. Charlie. Charlie hits the Suncatcher lady. A a a sad but sure point. He said, whether they're good, bad, or ugly, their debut has three million views on YouTube. So, much like the Lana and uh, and Bob Lashley good. wedding. Yeah, he beat us. He he beat us there. We're wrong. We're all as people. Anywhere. We're wrong. Yeah, we're you know we're we can't be trusted. We can't take it out of our hands. Yeah, it's bad. You know what I hate more about most about all of this? What's that? Is one of us are going to end up with a goddamn shirt come Christmas time? The logo is fine. If it's just the logo, the logo is. You know what, bad. Jim? That's it. That's all I needed to hear. I want a retribution shirt. The the logo is fine. Look great in a Better than this. And I have this. Shirt. Not a bad point. Get ready for your T bar shirt. My second AEW shirt p- purchase was this. If you, if you, yeah, I didn't it was, any... a, it was a grab bag. You didn't like choose that. No, but this is what I get Ooh, from AEW. Thank you. I mean, it could have been worse. It could have been uh, one that had legit boss <laughs> like this <laughs> on the chest, like not even the size of my cell phone. It's it's. <laughs> see, I, WWE shop, yeah. I think you guys screwed up here. No, no, no. That's the right size. Really? 
<laughs> really? Yikes. Like, my left tit is bigger than the legit boss on this t-shirt. <laughs> and you're telling me you did it right? Be darn. Um, oh, man. I just found the worst shirt in wrestling history. Oh, what's that? This ding-dong hello shirt? Oh, yeah. I don't even get that. And I watch SmackDown every week. Like she keeps, she calls people ding dongs. I guess, but uh, ding dong, hello. I liked the uh, know your role model. That one was a good. Yeah, one. that's cool. Instead, I don't even know who that ding dong hello shirt would belong to. Bailey. Same person, Bailey. Bailey. Ding dong, hello. T bar. Charlie says, "I'm willing to bet money. One of the one of the five of you has a retribution mask by the beginning of the year." Um, probably because we if it fits my face, maybe nothing on that shot fits our fat heads. Let's be honest. It's going to be Matt or Mark because they have the smaller heads. All right, let's. I, um, I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, please, my head's huge. Um, it is. All right. Um, this week on social media, The Rock published a video YouTube channel talk about possibly coming back for one more WrestleMania match and who he would face. He said, uh, "Feels like the one that would make sense." Would be Roman Reigns turned a box office draw. I'd be honored to not only share the ring with Roman to go back to the WWE, but to honor to have him uh, raise his hand in that one. Roman then responded on Twitter uh, at The Rock at WrestleMania. Jay Uso at Clash. My responsibility is putting our family's name on the top of the card in center of the WWE universe. Um, so. As we're as we're seeing the development of this new Roman Reigns, would you guys want to see as not an end game because obviously Roman's not going anywhere, uh, but would you guys be up for a Roman versus Rock match uh, at at WrestleMania? Um, I think the story tells itself um, just between being in the family, the uh, the Rock having to come in and save Roman. Uh, at the end of that Royal Rumble when he was getting booed out of the house. Um, you know, I think there, there's there's a lot that can be told there. Uh, I think it'd be a fun match and a fun story, especially if, if what they're doing with Roman right now continues. Ryan. Um, yes, I don't want it at the top of the card, which is probably where it belongs. But I don't. I don't want it like main eventing. I, I feel, um, unless unless there's a championship strap attached to it. But I feel like you just need to. I mean, I don't think Roman's losing that thing anytime soon. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. But that that has. I don't give a shit. That I mean, has, it's gonna. It, it, people will watch. That's for sure. Yeah, it's got. It, to me, it has Mania main event written all over it. Tim. I don't want this anywhere near anything. Oh, okay. The Rock to me, this is going to sound like some sacrilege. The Rock now is too big for WWE. Too big. He's got too much stuff going on. Having him come down, it's not going to do Roman Reigns any favors. What will it do? Y'all, y'all, everybody complained when The Rock buried Bray Wyatt, even though he didn't even touch Bray Wyatt. He beat up Eric Rowan. So what the heck is he going to do to Roman Reigns? Like, I, I feel like he would put Roman over, though. As they, I feel like Roman think, would win. But you'd think. 
But would he? And and like when? When would you do it? We're Think not gonna of the shirts with the eyebrow and the fist. Sure, great. Like looking like broke Popeye. Yeah, it'd be really great. But like, when are you gonna do it? Like, are you gonna do it this WrestleMania and possibly in front of thirty percent capacity SoFi Stadium? Selling networks, pal. Goddamn. Cool. <laughs> are you gonna wait a year? And then The Rock is another year older. And you're going to do it then. No. If anything, you give him a face-to-face, let The Rock be strong where he is, have The Rock spar with Paul Heyman with their words, maybe you get a little slappy-do, slappy-do on SmackDown. A little slap and tickle, huh? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and that's it. Like, no match. Just an altercation on television on Fox. Okay. That's it. Papa rating. Okay. All right. I kind of see where you're coming from. Matt, how about you? Um, I, I don't necessarily want to see it, but I see why it would make sense. Um, be kind of what they wanted to do with Batista back at 30. Um, have him with the strap as he's promoing Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, Black Adam's coming out soon, so The Rock can casually have his title while he's doing press junkets. Um, It would make sense. I think he would eventually put Roman over, so that helps. And it's, but like Tim was saying, like Roman doesn't necessarily need it. It doesn't do anything for Roman. I know why The Rock would pick Roman. I know why it makes the most sense to have him face Roman. But if he's putting someone over, it shouldn't be Roman. It should be someone else. So if he's not going to face Roman, then he shouldn't come back. Charlie kind of likens it to uh, like Rock Hogan. Uh, I don't think to quite to that level. Um, because, you know, I don't think Roman's where the Rock was and Rock's not where Hogan was. But um, Well, yeah, I think Rock is far beyond where Hogan was. Yeah, but but I mean, just like from just a, a wrestling only standpoint, I think it, it the but it kind of has that feel. Like, and if it happens, I think it would go on last. Devin Devin's in your camp, Tim. He doesn't want to uh, doesn't want to see it. The difference is, is that the Hulk Hogan's biggest appeal is being known as a wrestler, right? As being a WWE guy. There's a bunch of kids right now who think The Rock is the dude from Fast and the Furious or Jumanji or the Tooth from Case. Witch Mountain. The Maui. The Tooth Fairy. Maui. The Tooth, like, literally, they don't even know he wrestled. That's a so, great point. Like, he, he would be like, well, yeah, The Rock is an action star. Cool. But it wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't have the same feel as like bringing him back. It wouldn't have the same appeal to wrestling fans the way that Hogan to Rock was. Yeah, I think okay, that's a good point. I actually, I, I can, I can kind of agree. It with would that. just be like when he came back last time and took the title from CM Punk, and then buried Bray Wyatt. Um, Mark, Mark, any uh, any thoughts? Well. I don't necessarily need to see it. I, I'd be okay if it happened as long as it didn't have a year build up like the uh, 
Cena Rock match at WrestleMania <laughs> did that year. Um, but if it happens, that I'd be okay with it. But it's not something I I have to see. But it, Tim makes a really good point that there is a, probably a large amount of uh, kids out there that have no idea that The Rock was a wrestler. So it would bring a lot more eyes to the WWE product, maybe just temporarily. But hey, that match was um, once in a yeah, lifetime. Yeah, it's not something. What? Yeah, the once in a lifetime that happened twice. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, uh... Once, twice. Come on, quit, quit getting, quit getting technical with it, okay? <laughs> the, uh, yeah. So, I, I, if it happens, that's great. It's not going to sell me on pay per views. I buy pay per views based on the taglines that go with them, not the matches. <laughs> God, I hate you, Mark, so much. <laughs> hey, Clash of Champions, Gold Rush, the Gold Rush, this okay, Sunday. No. Your award-winning WWE Network, baby. Get that gold rush, baby. Gold rush. All right, we are into the ten o'clock underground moment. You are not safe making those comments. (laughs) Do you guys want me to hit the news and rumors quick? I only got a couple. Let's hit it. All right, let's hit it. What you got? Well, the uh, apparently, if you guys didn't know, uh, COVID nineteen is still a thing. Huh? Um, And it's uh, and it's still impacting the wrestling world. Uh, But there was an outbreak in. in the NXT world with the, around the Performance Center, uh, and then also AEW, you know, the place that has the tight ship. Um, you know, now they have an outbreak. Lance Archer out, um, and one of the guys that was on the late night Dynamite, uh, he's tested positive. Ben Carter. Yeah, Ben Carter. Um, apparently, numerous others uh, have tested positive. So, um, you know, it's just a, a very real reminder that this thing is uh, still out there. Uh, still is a thing, uh, so you probably want to wear those masks and uh, not be stupid. You know, still uh, still want to do the distancing, but uh, it's something to keep an eye on because obviously it impacted Dynamite last night. Although it gave us uh, Moxley versus Kingston, which was a, a fun little thing. But hey, wins and losses matter. One and one, Eddie Kingston got a world title shot. You know, wasn't even in their top five this week, but whatever. That's just me. Um, any. Uh, any, any all thoughts? these, all these flavors, Jim. <laughs> and I, Man, I, so salty. I, did. I mean, he didn't, he didn't get eliminated from the battle royal, so technically he would have been the runner-up to Lance Archer, which is why he got the title shot. I just, I, but I'll tell that? you what, Jim probably doesn't need Bluetooth. Just uh, shitting on AEW gets him in the mood. Where's, That's where's true. Mrs. Jim at? Yeah, right, right we're, where get, we're getting there. What else? <laughs> Right His laptop is raising. It's yeah. weird. Ooh. Let's talk about the Young Bucks. <laughs> oh, Young Bucks bad. Ah. Uh. <laughs> young Bucks bad. <laughs> um, uh, they're just throwing money on people. <laughs> I actually kind of almost enjoyed like the, the dickhead Young Bucks. Um, but uh, not enough to consider myself even close to a fan. But uh, conti- anyway, continue. Wear your masks. Um, Buy James a Young Bucks shirt for <laughs> Got it. That's right. All four of you probably already did anyway. Um, okay, so last night on NXT, they aired a uh, a promo, a mystery person uh, teasing a return of the brand at TakeOver uh, 31. Um, uh, you, there was like voice distortion, whatever. This is what was said during the promo. I'm not sure what happened. I helped create something out of my own blood, years and years of dedication to be taken over by paper champions. These NXT championships have been in isolation for far too long. Now I've come back. The takeover is mine. Um, who do we think is this uh, person that is returning to 
NXT to kind of reclaim what is theirs. Ryan. I don't have a goddamn clue. Okay. Tim? It's Bo time! Bo Dallas. If, if I can get another goddamn Bo Leave shirt. No. <laughs> um, Matt, how about, how about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, Bo Dallas makes the most sense since Neville is still under contract elsewhere, correct? Is he? I, I don't I don't know what his status is. I think he's stuck. With... Yeah, he's with AEW, I think. Okay, I just I didn't know how long he was signed there. He's stuck I... overseas. Yeah, I think he's stuck overseas, which why he hasn't why he hasn't come over because the quarantine time and, and, and things like that. Um for me, yeah, I, I mean I thought Bo Dallas, I thought um which Bobby Roode in NXT is infinitely greater than symbol Bobby Roode in any other part of WWE. Charlie says Bo Roode or Sammy. Uh, Devin has Bo Dallas as well. Um, I would love it to be Bo Dallas. I mean, the dude's super talented. Um, I love the Bo Leave gimmick, but after that, it just kind of, you know, everything kind of got muddled for him. Um, so I would, uh, I'd be totally in favor of him. Uh, getting a getting a reinvent down there. I mean, I think a guy like, um, you know, I even think guys like you know, like Kevin Owens and stuff. I mean, but they're all too relevant uh, up on the main roster. So you got to think about guys that aren't really uh, aren't really relevant too much down there. Did did the promo hit, say that they were a former champion? They uh, said, "Take back what's mine." It said, these NXT championships have been in isolation for too long. Now I've come back. The takeover is mine. So it didn't explicitly... The takeover is mine. Yeah. So it didn't necessarily say championships. But Y'all think... are going to be real pissed when it's Charlotte Flair. <laughs> Yo, I can't wait, dude. Yo, I can't wait. Send it. Sauce it. Um... Yeah, I, that dude. I could imagine. I mean, the, the, the Twitter would implode. I think, but uh, I'm curious to see. Um, and Charlie pointed out in the in the vignette, it was the original uh, NXT uh, belt as well. So, oh, it was. Oh, so you know, if you you know, looking at that, you know, you think of a Bo Dallas. Um, what about uh, Jinder Mahal? It was Jinder and Seth Rollins. For the first ever championship to Ooh. wrap up the tournament, potentially, but I don't think that was a takeover though. Uh, that was not. No, that would have been. Uh, I don't so know what the, the details. I, I like. I like the vignette though. Like I was, it was. I was watching AEW last night, and I just see people going like, "What the hell did I just watch?" Uh, so then I found video of it pretty quick. Uh, and then finally, the last uh, news item I have uh, over the weekend: it was announced AEW World Champion John Moxley will make his Bloodsport debut at the upcoming uh, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport event October 11th on Fight TV. Uh, of course, he was supposed to compete at the event last year, had to back out due to the uh, due to the staff infection in his elbow. Um, some, some decent names, uh, I think. Um, but, you know, this one kind of really jumped off the page at me. Um, and, it's, and it's interesting. Um, you know, part of me is like, you know, kind of a kind of an interesting one having your your world champion over there but AEW that's kind of kind of their thing is kind of letting their guys 
uh, do some other things out there as well. So um, I don't know that, that the whole blood sport thing is necessarily my cup of tea, but um, it's cool to see guys getting opportunities in other places as well. Uh, any, any thoughts on this? Uh, one of the Vaudevillain guys are going to be fighting there. I think it was just announced today. Who? <laughs> is it Simon Grimm? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's Grimm. Who the hell is this? Uh, <laughs> um, all right. Unless anybody has anything else uh, to add, I think we can close this whole thing up. Tim, you got anything? Matt, you got anything? I mean, I think it's really cool that blood or have you guys seen anything about um Eddie Kingston's grindhouse? No. Yeah, so there's a essentially they're doing the same thing as like blood sport, but for Eddie Kingston called Grindhouse. Okay. Um, looks to be really kind of cool looking where it's just a bunch of dudes who aren't necessarily like the biggest name dudes, but are just like very much Eddie Kingston kind of guys, just guys who work hard or underappreciated are super talented and now that King's got this this opportunity, this big stage, they're catapulting or they're they're making a uh, a big deal about that. So it seems kind of cool to me. Maybe uh, I'll try to get some information and uh, shoot it on over to uh, you guys. So you can take a look at it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, w- when you first said Grindhouse, I thought about the uh, Impact Wrestle House, and I was like, I have no interest in anything like that. Um, but uh, seen, see, my mind went to the Tarantino Rodriguez thing, and so I was very intrigued. So, was that Death Race and something else? Jesus Christ! <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> What are we talking about? I wasn't listening. <laughs> death you're... proof and terror planet. At least you're honest. Yeah, death proof. I was close. I you're... had the word death right. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Halloween. Um, Charlie. I mean, they didn't parody it in another T movie, so it's fair. I wouldn't know. I, I, was, I, I actually was watching that other day. I just wanted some background noise while I was working on some stuff. And it's I a threw great that film. on. And I, and I sent it. I sent a picture of it to Ryan, and, and I'm sure I've made his day. Uh, Charlie says, I highly recommend going out of your way to find uh, Mance and Cabana Man Dan from a week or so ago. This is a great match with a couple of Easter eggs. Uh, okay, we'll check that out. Uh, Charlie, like if, you can, if you can also find if you can find a link to it, throw it there um, in the comments as well. Um, it would be easier for, uh, for everybody to find. Um, yes, Ryan. Real quick, we're going back to the NXT thing. Uh, how long is Samoa Joe wrapped up for with his injury? Oh, um, well, looking they, through everybody, that's the only one that really, really they makes did sense. They just of pull him off commentary. Champion. I was going to say, uh, creepy Uncle Jerry's back on commentary, so um, I guess potentially uh, it could be a Samoa Joe. Joey Samoa would not oppose that. What's Kevin Owens up to these days? 
Um, well, he was hosting uh, the KO show with the best in the world this past Monday, so he seems yeah. to be doing all right for himself. Who? <laughs> no, no, stop okay, it. Okay, I know. We're already over time. All right, let's... Uh, Let's get to the plugs, Ryan. You got anything to plug? We're into we're into three count Thursday underground. I'm I'm all for it. As Let I said, that's why Shane's here. That's why he's here, folks. No, I don't. I don't fucking have anything. I don't do nothing with my life. It doesn't matter. At Ryan Eagle, on, excuse me, on Twitter, uh, Tim. What do you got? Uh, you can find me at Not the Tool Man across all platforms: Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. If you care, Twitch at TV forward slash Not the Tool Man. Uh-huh. We're streaming again. I'm probably gonna play tomorrow play some more super mario 64 that ish is hard on the switch it's making me hate my life uh every so much um that i play it uh also if you're into podcasts and wrestling and wrestling being a little bit older final wrestling place uh at final place pod on twitter find it wherever you get your podcast apple google spotify stitcher tune in anchor whatever uh this season season 13 we're doing it live we are doing eight episodes from uh, the perspective live. of us actually being there, um, whether it be Marcus and I or a show or an event that you guys have been to, we'll watch it, review it, and either put it in the good place or the bad place. So uh, check it out where you can. SoundCloud.com slash Final Wrestling Place. Uh, Matt, how about you? What do you got? Um, yeah, so um, I am actually doing stuff on Instagram this week, so check it out. Uh, we are featuring some posts from a sponsor of ours, Eats, but I did say I would be doing stuff uh, for Hispanic Heritage Month this week featuring Reina Dorada, so give her a follow. Um, masked wrestlers, in my opinion, are always really awesome follows because they do a lot of cool stuff with their masks and their outfits. Uh, as Hispanic Heritage Month continues on, I'll be repping a shirt each week, this is Valentina Vasquez of WSU CZW fame, guest of the show a few times as well. So give her a follow as well. Vals underscore N underscore Tina underscore V. I probably got all of that wrong, but something along those lines. Um, so no Notre Dame this weekend. So I might try to like film a watch along. Um, I know we kicked around the idea of doing like the boy meets world episode with vader so hey maybe that can happen on saturday jim i know you're free now too so goddamn uh, covid (laughs) so um otherwise you can follow me on twitter it's at 3ct the letter a philly as in philadelphia the number eight um and of course follow the instagram page for woman of the week more sponsored stuff and you know fun posts that we throw up when there's random holidays mark what's the random holiday today Today is uh, it's National Punctuation Day! Exclamation point. That, that sounds about right. Anything yeah, uh, about that? We'll leave it. You know what? We'll leave it at that. That sounds like a great way to end this thing. You can uh, you can follow me at Big Jim Sports to follow the show. We are at Three Count Thursday Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, threecountthursday.com. Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to the show. Uh, buy some merchandise. These are collar and elbow brand deal. Go to our Patreon. But uh, stay safe, stay smart, and go for the pin. <laughs>